0: Welcome everyone to episode seventeen of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host Dan Corey. Just me and Corey again, uh, at least temporarily. Will is supposed to be on later. He estimates he'll be here in like fifty minutes, probably. So he really wanted to join us for the uh, his week segment and and what he played. I I know he wanted to talk about Pyre. He was supposed to be on uh, for last week's episode about Pyre, but. The timing was, was bad. So, uh, And Eric has out-of-town visitors, so he will not be on this week. Um, next week, we'll probably be doing our starting our fall games preview. It's that time of the year again, so hopefully, hopefully he's able to join us next week. And it's all settled down after the move, the big move. So uh, our main topic for today is actually something that's been requested quite a bit. And even as early as early this morning, I don't know if you saw that, Corey, but uh, we had a tweet uh, of someone who wanted us to talk. PC gaming hardware.
1: Corey. That is accurate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Tweet early as early as morning. We've had a few people ask over, I don't know, probably the past couple of years. And we've been meaning to do it, but we kind of wanted to frame it the right way. uh, Because if we just talk about hardware, it's, you know, it can be kind of boring. dull, especially if you're not interested. Absolutely. Uh, So what I did was I went on uh, mine and Corey's favorite uh, PC build website i guess uh pcpartpicker.com uh and that's really great because it it allows you to uh pick the stuff that you want starting with the cpu which is really the most important piece uh when you're going to build a computer because the uh cpu and the motherboard have to ha- be compatible so the they have to have the same socket type and that's that's really the most important thing to 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 think of so one thing that pc part picker does really well is make sure everything is compatible even down to like sizes of stuff i was messing around with uh with builds for for our my computer business and uh one of the builds i was doing we were we wanted to put liquid cooling in but uh the case was the issue on whether or not the liquid the enclosed the closed-loop li- uh, liquid cooling system would fit in the actual case. Uh, turns out it did not, and uh, it was nice that it let us know that. Uh, it even it even said it does fit with modifications to the case. It was that specific, which I thought was really interesting.
1: Um, kind of a godsend, really. That It
0: is. It is. It's very easy fine. to use. It also, uh, by default, will give you the cheapest prices. It goes through like a list of 10, I think, different uh, online retailers. Uh, and picks picks out the the cheapest part. You can actually change the retailer. So, like, if you want to just buy everything from Amazon all in one shot, you can set it up that way. Um, it's a very very handy tool. Uh, so yeah, I went there. I built a uh, recommended PC gaming uh, build, and then I built uh, a budget gaming build um, with only really two two parts being the main difference between the two. Uh, that being the CPU and the The graphics card, which are the 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 big ticket items in your in your PC build. So
1: stuff that matters,
0: the stuff that matters. That is correct. Uh, Did you want to start with the budget one or the recommended one,
1: Corey? I would say to start with the budget one, Dan, that would be the one I would be most interested in as a.
0: okay. yeah, this is a budget build. It's not going to play your latest triple A games at the highest graphic settings. Um, It'll probably play some triple A's maybe at uh, 1080p on low to medium settings it'll play anything old that you want uh the cpu that i picked out for it is the amd ryzen 3 1200 it's a 3.1 gigahertz quad core processor that's 110 bucks uh i really like the line of the amd ryzen processors uh they're pretty powerful for the price especially when compared to intel's offerings i've always kind of leaned to intel but with the ryzen processors being uh all of them you can overclock which is nice with uh, Intel you have to buy the special K processors to be able to overclock it so uh, all of the AMD stuff is uh, overclockable right out of the box
1: why don't we talk uh, about what overclocking is yeah overclocking is something
0: you can do to various PC components and it's it just increases the power to them to kind of uh, run them above their factory capacity uh, you can buy overclock stuff that's already got the clock speed set higher so it's already automatically overclocked um, but it's a way you can uh, eke a little extra performance out of whatever your components are. Uh, I over, i occasionally overclock my graphics card a little bit. Uh, I don't like to do go too crazy with overclocking because it increases the heat in, in your system and uh, can cause malfunctions if you don't do it carefully and in,
2: in the right way. So
1: that's something I actually never did with my computer. That when I built it, I did have that in mind. I do have a K processor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do have a motherboard that is meant for that kind of stuff. Cause when I was picking it out and I was talking to people on the build a PC Reddit subreddit and uh, mm-hmm. they were kind of helping me out and, and they suggested these parts, uh, with the idea that down the road I would overclock it. And it's probably something I should try, especially if I'm considering yeah. a new build at some point, you know, at least see what, what more I can get out of this one. Yeah. Um, as you said you know that you run the risk of overheating and yeah. parts malfunctioning and stuff so i definitely have to revisit the fans in my computer because to be honest with you i'm not sure if any of the any of the other the fans are working other than the cpu and video cameras. oh really yeah i don't know oh, wow maybe one of them i have three i think only one of them is still working but that's my fair. computer never really overheats it gets to 50 mid 50s
0: oh that's pretty good yeah so you definitely could get a little more performance out of that by overclocking. Now, the thing is, I, and I actually was was also looking at upgrading. I have an old i7-2600 processor. It's almost seven years old, that processor. It came out in early 2011. Uh, and I was reading, like, should I upgrade my uh, i7-2600? Actually, a lot of people said, you're probably not going to notice that big of a difference. The, the main thing that matters in a gaming CPU or a gaming computer is the graphics processor, the graphics card GPU um they said you might get a little bit of slowdown, but honestly uh running games at 60 frames per second you're probably not going to notice a huge difference so i might even wait a little bit still i was planning on upgrading maybe like before christmas or after christmas but i might might hold off just rebuild the whole system when i when i need to but yeah amd ryzen 3 uh inexpensive overclockable quad core which is also nice um, that's the thing about the, the AMD went the, the multi-core route more so than Intel. Um, even in their last generation processors, the FX processors. Um, and gaming seems to be leaning more towards utilizing the extra cores in in a multi-core processor. DirectX 12, I know, specifically got better at uh, utilizing multi-cores. So definitely important. Uh, for the motherboard, I picked MSI B350 PC Mate ATX form factor motherboard it's the am4 socket which if if you are interested in what socket is that's the amd ryzen processors uh and that's 85 dollars on amazon so yeah motherboard i it probably doesn't make a huge difference we actually had some uh reliability issues with our msi and asus motherboards that we were putting in our computers Uh, we actually just recently switched to gigabyte and so far so good on those but uh, honestly uh, most of it i think is da- damage from being shipped so that might not have anything to do with the motherboard if you're not if you're not shipping your computer you probably don't need to worry about the shipping damage you know mm-hmm. uh yeah I, motherboards i don't think make a huge huge difference uh, i tend to get something i don't get something super cheap uh, but also not the super expensive gold-plated gaming motherboards uh, the probably mostly unnecessary Especially if you're trying to save a buck when you're building your your build, if you're it's not the, going if you're not going crazy with the overclocking and adding extra GPUs, like if you're not going to build a, a two way or three way or four way SLI computer, meh.
1: That's what I was going to say. Do you think it's the kind of thing where you pick all the components you want that really mean something, and then just get a well reviewed motherboard that yep.
0: works that, with all? That's the stuff. usually what I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some are better too with installing the the motherboard hard uh, motherboard drivers. Um, I think it it's I believe it's the MSI ones that come with the the, the CD that you know you install. you can do this online too. Uh, so if you don't put an op, I didn't actually pick out any optical drives for either of my computers because they're mostly dead at this point. Uh, physical media on computers is done through USB drives and not CD-ROMs or DVD-ROMs anymore. So, uh, but yeah, that that was that had a very simplified, easy process of installing everything. Rather than installing everything separate, you clicked all the boxes for the stuff that you wanted to install, you know, hit install, and it would take care of it. But all these have websites that you go to that you can install all the drivers for the motherboard, which is probably the easiest way to do it. So yeah, motherboard like Corey said, well-reviewed motherboard. Don't don't skimp out too much. Don't buy a buy a 40 dollars motherboard, um, but you probably don't need the super expensive ones either. Memory is another one. Memory is another one. Uh, just get one of the one of the well-known brands. They don't differ that much in price. They're all good. Uh, I picked out the Crucial Ballistic Sport LT eight gigabytes. It's a DDR 4 Um if you buy any new motherboard, it's going to be DDR4 RAM, so you don't need to worry about compatibility with that. But again, PC Part Picker will will check it off if it's not compatible. And that's sixty seven forty nine RAMs. Actually, really expensive now for some reason. Hmm. Uh, I guess there's part shortages and stuff. It's mostly manufactured in, I believe, Taiwan. In. Uh, Yeah, they're having trouble getting stuff for it. So that used to be one of the cheapest upgrades you could do on a computer is just putting in a new stick of RAM, make it run a lot better and be inexpensive. But um, I put I only put eight gigabytes on here, too, because uh, that's kind of the the minimum and average of what you need. Uh, That's something that is easy enough to upgrade down the road too. You just buy another eight gigabytes and plunk it in there and you're you're good to go. So
1: but also something to keep in mind with a motherboard, because that's one of the parts of a motherboard that you can't upgrade the RAM RAM slots. Yep.
0: Yep. The, the, the motherboard I picked out has four RAM slots. So, and and I think it's, it goes up to 64 gigabytes of RAM, which is a lot. You don't need that much. 16 is plenty for, you know, your average ordinary, uh, even super gaming rig. It's more than enough. Most games don't utilize more than, more than like 10 or 12 tops. So, uh, but yeah, if you get like a micro ATX motherboard, which is the smaller form factor motherboard, you're looking at possibly only having two RAM slots in it. So yeah, just double check that. Uh, storage. This is an issue of, of contention for me. Uh, I swear by solid state drives, I will probably never put especially having your operating system on a solid state drive makes your computer so much faster, so much more snappy. I almost would recommend avoiding, uh, the old mechanical hard drives. If you can, uh, the way I have my computer set up, I have my operating system on my solid state drive, and then I have my old mechanical, spinning hard drive my two terabyte drive that's my like storage so i'll keep the games that i play a lot or modern games that that load on my solid state drive and anything older that doesn't need the the speed of a solid state drive goes on my bigger older hard drive um so i picked out a sandisk ssd plus 120 gigabyte solid state drive uh they use less power they make no noise they generate a lot less heat than an old hard drive uh so that's really the route to go more stable yeah more
1: stable you don't have all those spinning gears and stuff in there
0: yeah and again there's a bunch of brands for this uh with the same thing with the ram there's a bunch of different brands uh you can go with crucial ballistics corsair vengeance is good kingston hyper x for ram and then for sandisk there's a bunch of good ones samsung uh makes makes the best one so a lot of times you can find those on sale uh for for pretty cheap we put sand discs in all of our computers they've been been good for us so far so i think i have a crucial in my computer my solid state drive another thing is you don't have to worry about making sure they're screwed in the right place if you want to put it somewhere completely out of the way like uh, i saw a lot of people will like put uh, velcro someplace on their computer so it's way out of the way so you don't have to worry about the cables going to it those velcro it somewhere in the case that's just completely out of the
1: way Mine's just resting peacefully on top of my optical drive.
0: <laughs> yep. You can have it do that too. However you want to have it. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be flat. It doesn't have to be, uh, secured. It can, it can float around and jiggle in your case if you, if you want it to. So there is that, uh, graphics card. So the graphics card in my budget build is the EVGA GeForce GTX 1050 TI. It's four gigabyte, uh, ACX 2.0 graphics card it's 14488. Now again, this is the between this and the CPU these are the most pricey items on your PC build. Um, the GeForce GTX 1050 Ti is uh they they call those like the MOBA cards. They're for a lot of people who uh maybe can't necessarily afford a like a super gaming computer but want something that's capable of playing uh games like Dota and Heroes of the Storm and all that stuff uh at high frame rates. Because they're not too graphically intensive, these types of cards will, will run that just fine. Um, like I said, it'll probably it'll probably run some modern triple A's on low settings at 1080p, low to mid settings. Uh, I wouldn't get it if if you're looking at you know doing some hardcore PC gaming, um, but it'll it'll play indies, play older AAAs just fine. Uh, and that's that was 14488 uh, for the case. Oh, I. I tend to prefer nvidia for my graphics cards um some people prefer amd it's personal preference really uh the the nvidia cards tend to use less power and generate less heat so uh if you don't have a case with good airflow that you know can save you some heat issues um also if you have a smallish power supply another good thing about this one is it doesn't have an extra plug in it you don't need a vga plug it just gets power from the the PCI express slot. So you don't need an extra plug. So if you don't have a power supply with an extra VGA plug in it, you can just plunk one of these into your computer that you already have and have better graphics, which is nice. Um, Lots of wiggle room there too. You can, you know, pretty much any graphics card, however you want to fit it into your budget. Uh, Case. So the case I picked out is the Corsair spec. Spec O2 ATX mid tower case. It is the case that I use for my own personal computer. And it's the case we recently switched over to for our, our computer builds. It's a uh, nice looking case. It's not too gaudy. It's not too uh, neon lighty. although you can put a bunch of neon lights in if you want. It's got a window on the side so you can tell how dusty it is. It's got plenty of room for fans. It comes with two fans. Um, I put an extra fan in mine to help with the airflow. Um, but yeah, keeps everything cool. It's nice and quiet. Uh, a lot of room for cables in the back, good cable management, and it's only 60 bucks. So uh, definitely recommended Corsair. Spec 02. It's $59.89. Yeah. Uh, and then the last piece I picked out was the power supply. Um, the power supply for the, well, is this the budget computer? Yes, it is. That's the wrong power supply. Uh, But it's a 450-watt power supply. It's a semi-modular EVGA. It's $35. Modular is... uh, There's full modular, not modular, and semi-modular. So a modular power supply just means you plug the cables in that you need. Semi-modular comes with the motherboard uh, power cord, the CPU power cord. A lot of times it comes with one or two... um, sata s-a-t-a cords in there and then the vga cords so it comes with all the necessary stuff that you need and then anything extra that you might need if you need another vga cable vga cable uh if you have a second graphics card or if you have a bunch of hard drives and and optical drives in your computer you can plug those into um and then the not modular ones just you can't plug in any extra cables to it so everything is just there uh those kind of stink because then you have a ton of extra cables that you don't need that you have to find a place in your case for, uh, which can suck. So I recommend either going semi-modular or full modular for your power supply. Uh, at least get 80-plus bronze certified. Uh, silver or gold are far good, too. Um, but yeah, I, I pick EG, EVGA here because I had a Corsair power supply in my computer that... Ended up dying on me. So I switched over to EVGA and haven't looked back. It's also what we use in all of our computer builds. Very reliable. Uh, And that was 35 So my grand total for my budget build is... I have to change this on here because otherwise the math won't add up.
1: The maths? The maths. Where did she go? Come on, Dan. Too much anticipation. I know. Um... The number working on it What's the number dan tell us the number
0: yeah <laughs> 550 550 10 for my budget keep budget build uh that doesn't come with anything but the actual you know computational parts obviously that doesn't go with the keyboard or mouse or monitor or operating system
3: mm.
0: uh operating system uh i, I usually when you're looking at computer build that doesn't include operating system, I'm going to actually look and see how much Windows 10 is right now. Because uh, if you have like an old laptop with Windows 7 on it, you could take the key from there and uh, and use that. That's what I always used to do, uh, which was, was, was pretty great. Uh, Windows 10 is a little more strict about that. But if you want to try, you can try putting Ubuntu Linux on it or Steam OS on it. Um, or a copy of Windows 10 Home right now is ninety two ninety nine. A lot of times you can get deals on that, so that's for the sixty four bit. It also in Windows 10 now installs off of a USB drive, which is amazing. Um, far far easier and far far faster than the old CD ROM CD DVD ROM way. Um, it takes probably half an hour for me to install windows on a fresh computer and do all the updates now, which is fantastic. It used to take hours. So I don't know if you remember doing that, Corey.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't miss those days. No,
0: nor do I now. So that's my budget computer build. The recommended computer build is a bit more powerful of a computer. Uh, it's obviously more expensive, but it's something that is uh, kind of future-proofed a little bit. Uh, quite a bit more powerful. This one can play AAAs uh, nowadays. Uh, anything 1080p, it'll play on max settings. 1440p, it'll play high mac, high to max settings, depending on the game. Um, so it's mostly the same exact stuff. Uh, like I said, the, the, the RAM, it's going to be the same. Uh, solid state hard drive is going to be the same. The case, you know doesn't affect the performance other than making sure you keep your stuff cool. Uh, so for this one, I picked out the AMD Ryzen 5 1600 processor. It's 3.2 gigahertz six-core processor. That's 197.65 instead of uh, 110 like the, the Ryzen 3 was. Uh, like I said, the Ryzen processors, this one's compa- comparable to a lot of like last-gen i7 processors as far as uh, raw processing speed. Uh, but also considerably cheaper. You can't really sniff an i7 processor, even the older ones, for under 300 bucks. So you're shaving 100 bucks off of the cost of your computer. Uh, there's also the Ryzen Ryzen 5 X processors, which don't come with coolers. So uh, make sure you make that distinction. Uh, I personally have a, a Cooler Master Hyper 212 uh, aftermarket cooler on mine, uh, which is a great processor cooler. But there's all sorts of closed loop uh, systems you can buy from like Corsair. And stuff. If you if you buy one of those processors, that I don't think the K processors come with coolers, do they, Corey? I mean, it's been a while since you built your computer, but I'm pretty sure the Ks don't. I don't recall come with stock coolers.
1: I didn't buy one.
0: Maybe they do. Maybe some do. I know the more gaming uh, processors don't come gaming. Uh, you know. Specific K processors don't come with uh, with coolers because most people like to put actual like aftermarket ones on there.
1: Maybe I did Cause... buy one I, actually. Now that you, now that you said that, I think it came with one, but I put a different one on it.
0: Okay. Do you do you know which one it is?
1: No idea. Okay. I mean, I could so... go back and look at my what was that? Newegg. I think I bought most of my parts on Newegg. I could look at my order from 2012. Yeah.
0: Newegg is nice for us because they don't charge tax. In New York, whereas everywhere else you buy online, there's there's tax involved.
1: And they, they I mean, I don't know about anymore. I haven't really bought anything from them in a while, but they used to have the best prices, especially their deals, yeah. their specials.
0: Yeah, not so much now. Uh, Amazon seems to have the best prices on stuff, but again, you're you know you have to pay for tax and stuff from Amazon. Amazon's just too darn convenient. Sure but if, if if you're spending eight hundred bucks on computer parts. Uh, at least for us, not having to pay tax on that is is a beautiful thing.
1: Find orders all. Oh, boy. Oh, I bought a, I bought some uh, HDMI cables in 2012, apparently. Mm-hmm. November. October. AMD gift. Four-in-one game coupon. Woo! Nice. Intel Core i5-3570K. I oh, wow. bridge quad core 3.4 gigahertz 3.8 gigahertz turbo. I don't even think I'd need Well, I probably wouldn't need a new processor if I overclocked this one, would I?
0: I, I don't think so. Like I said, I had people saying that about my I seven 2600.
1: So I'd probably be all right.
0: Yeah. The, the main thing I want to actually put in this computer is more Ram. But for me to buy 16 gigabytes of Ram, it's it's like 130 bucks so i almost want to save it save that 130 bucks and wait you know
1: see so do you think i uh not to interrupt your flow here no, but that's do you fine. think uh i could get away with just upgrading uh updating my video card yeah oh yeah definitely what i need a power supply too?
0: it depends on on what your power supply is does it say
1: i think i got that on amazon so that's not here
0: because really like graphics cards anymore they tend to be more or less like I have a, a... I think I have a 600 watt power supply on my computer, but um, when I bought when I first upgraded my graphics card, I got a GTX 650i which required a 500 watt power supply or more in the I for this recommended PC build, it's a GTX 1060 six gigabytes. Uh, graphics card also requires only a 500 watt power supply so the power draw is tre- trending down which is great yeah uh, but anyway yeah my recommended computer but like I said everything is about the same uh, the RAM solid state drive all that stuff uh, the, the graphics card I picked out is the EVGA G- GeForce GTX 1060 6 gigabyte gaming graphics card uh, I've all my graphics card upgrades have been evga starting with my 650ti and then my 760 and now my current graphics card which is a gtx 970 um this one is 270 bucks which is actually a really good good price for uh for a 1060 uh, and as i said that'll run that'll run anything and uh, even 1440p will run a lot of stuff i have ultra ultrawide monitor which is somewhere in between 1080p and 1440p um so yeah, that'll probably that would run anything I would buy for it in pretty much max settings. Uh, and then I picked out a 500 watt power supply, which is 55 dollars, which brings the grand total of my recommended PC build uh, to 78287. So, so that will play, play whatever you want.
1: My power supply is 550 watts. Yes, you should be fine. Should be
0: fine. Yep. Uh, you, a lot of times you need to have like, what is it? 20, 20 amps on the 12 volt plus 12 volt rail just make sure it says on on your power supply somewhere
1: 550 ATX 12 volt 2.3 modular power supply uh, boy this is part of the reason why I want to do this episode so I could get some of your insights
0: <laughs> yeah uh, you're looking at uh, plus for the so the you're you need to look at the plus 12 volt rail. On there, and it, it'll be like twenty or twenty-four. I think it's amps. Two hundred forty
1: volts. Where it doesn't say amps, so it probably says it on the power supply itself. Yep, it says
0: it. Uh, it'll say it on the on the tag on there. Okay, I'm pre- I, like I said. The the power draw is less on these things. I'll actually look and see what. Uh... Oh, this card includes Rocket League, PC.
3: Look at that.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. So spe- specifications.
1: Uh, oh man, some of these Amazon questions on this power supply are just silly.
0: Yeah. Some people should not be building their own computers. Uh oh. So this only needs a four hundred watt power supply.
1: So you're you've got
0: overkill there.
1: Oh, so I'm good. Yeah, you're 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 way good. So I could probably just get a video card and you can get
0: a video card and
1: be good. Good to go. They'll be happy as a clam. I might need to work on these fans, but those are cheap.
0: Yeah. New fans are like 15 bucks.
1: Yeah. Just make sure.
0: Just make sure you have more air going into your case than coming out of your case.
1: Mm, That's important.
0: You you want positive pressure in your case because otherwise it'll draw in dust from from everywhere.
1: So it looks like I also bought. Yeah, I did buy an aftermarket Cooler.
0: Was it cool the Cooler Master Hyper 212?
1: It was Noctua CPU cooler.
0: Oh, that's that's high class right there.
1: Tell me, man, was it? I must have been thinking back in, back how, in the day. How much was it? Um, seventy.
0: Oh, that's yeah, that's a really good one. You you could probably overclock a bit with that. I think the Cooler Master Hyper 212 you can get for like twenty five thirty bucks. Thanks, son. It's one, of, one of the most common ones um so yeah that's that's those are my recommended pc builds uh where was i oh i talked about operating systems oh also uh, and a lot of a lot of uh people who build their own computers will shun shun people for this but if you're not comfortable like working with a computer there is uh, deals that you can get uh, pre-built system so when i when i first got back into pc gaming when i first got my computer it was a, it was a pre-built system just because i had been out of the pc building game for so long i didn't want to i was lazy and i didn't want to do all the research i needed to uh make sure i pick all the right components i didn't know what the you know i i had no idea and i was lazy and and uh, so i just bought a pre-built it was an acer predator computer that i ended up building that no longer resembles an acer predator because i've upgraded it so much since then but if you shop around, there is definitely deals to be had. I actually saw, I think it was IGN had, they were selling a, a computer with a GTX 1070 for like 850 bucks, which I yeah. thought was, was really good. Um, obviously you're, you're getting like lower Ram. You're probably not getting a solid state drive.
1: Um, you're getting that, parts but the way I had it explained, maybe it was you that explained it this way, but you're getting parts that nobody else wants. So it doesn't mean they're bad parts. It just means they're not good for certain reasons. But
3: yeah.
1: they're building you a PC that works, which is the biggest aspect of that. They're yep. getting the parts generally cheaper because they're buying them at scale. Yep. Uh, so you're really, I mean, you probably don't lose too much money doing that if you get it from one of those no. sites that that's what they specialize in. I wouldn't yeah. recommend a you know a Dell, whatever there.
0: Well, actually, the deal I was talking about is an, was an Alienware.
1: There you go.
0: Um, but it, with that, you're getting like warranties and stuff. So if anything does end up breaking, cause you're right. A lot of times the, the quality of the components in that isn't necessarily as good as what you would buy if you built it yourself. Um, but you're getting warranties mm-hmm. and that's, that's important to a lot of people. So, uh, but once you start ap- uh, adding and upgrading stuff, then the, the warranty is pretty much voided at that point. Um, but I think, yeah, the one I looked at had a GTX 1070, which is a, a step up from even the card that I picked out. Um, the GTX 1060. Uh, so that'll run like everything. Even that, I think that even runs, uh, like some 4k games, uh, without, without too much of an issue. So, but yeah, yeah, again, it, I think that only had eight gigabytes of Ram and it had uh, I think I had a one terabyte regular mechanical hard drive. I don't even think it was a hybrid drive. So there was that, but you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna scold anyone for doing that because I get it. I was there at that, you know, at that point. Yeah, uh, and yeah. If you're looking to build your own, th- I should say also uh, we have uh, a lot of listeners in like Europe and Australia, and I don't know if have we had anyone contact contact us from South America. I know we've had some downloads from South America, but probably Canadian. We I know we have Canadian listeners, uh, so these parts are the the prices and stuff were were U.S. only. Mm. So um, I will actually tweet out these builds uh, hopefully soon. Uh, just just you know for perusing
1: and just i was gonna say just go
0: ahead dan no pc part picker does have other countries listed on their on their thing too so if you want to use this tool um, looks like a lot of european countries are on here Uh, new zealand too and australia so but go ahead
1: uh, well two things actually do we want to get into the actual construction of it just some pointers along the way and process or anything like that or no
0: yeah if you want to do you yeah, have
1: a I mean I, I don't um just because I'm pretty impatient so I kind of just jam everything together anyway and not super concerned with how it works but I, I that's probably gonna bite me sometime I've been probably lucky yeah uh, most of the time but I think the one thing that a lot of people struggle with is uh, the thermal paste.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you buy a a processor with a cooler already on it, the thermal paste is already on the bottom of the cooler. Uh, If you get an aftermarket one, um, I don't, I think they come with it, but like a lot of people use Arctic silver, uh, that's like the best thermal paste and Arctic with Arctic silver, you put like a little dot on there and some people will just like smash the processor cooler onto it. But I think that when you're supposed to spread with a credit card, you're supposed to, th- you know, spread evenly over the thing and then, and then put the, the cooler on top of the processor. So there's different, different ways of doing it and you, but you're only supposed to use like a little tiny bit. If you put too much on, it actually inhibits the the heat transfer from the processor to the to the heat sink on the processor cooler. So
3: uh,
0: my tip, the the thing I found best because I've probably built like 50 or 60 computers, uh, like I said, since we started our computer business, Uh, I put in the. The hard drives and or the optical drive first, and then I put the power supply in. And then I put the motherboard in and the processor and all that stuff. Um, I found that it's the, it goes the easiest that way. Um, and then just make sure you keep your cables managed. Don't have a big clumpy mess of cables in the thing because that restricts the airflow in your case. So uh, like I said, with my case, all the cables run back along the the right-hand side of the computer wall. There's a, like the cases bowed out a little bit there for all the cables to run in. So that's where you have your cable mess if you want to have cable mess. Um, I've been working on getting better at managing all the all the cables on the backside of the computer. But, yeah, just make sure they're out of the way and not restricting airflow in your case. And there's a lot of good guides out there if you want to do it yourself. Um,
1: yeah, I was going to say, it's, like... It's
0: best to have a YouTube video up or even, like, a an article on a phone or tablet or something that runs you through all the processes in depth.
1: Um, I, I had a... Vague idea when I did mine in 2012, just from installing like RAM or whatever, you know, doing one component. But that was the first time I I did it start to finish. I think it was the first time I did it start to finish. Maybe not. Yeah. Um, but anyway, just using PC part picker and the build a PC subreddit like it got me through it just fine. And apparently it built me a pretty good computer because as Dan and I just talked about, like it, it's five years later and all I really need is a new video card. And I'm back in the game for a couple years anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just using those two resources, uh, again, is a part PC, part picker and the build a PC subreddit like that will take you all the way. Start to finish. It worked for me anyway.
3: Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, I was actually surprised because literally this afternoon I, I Googled specifically like, will my i7 2600 inhibit modern day gaming? And it was a message board from I think it was like May of this year because someone had. They wanted to know if their GTX 1060 uh, would be bottlenecked at all by the i7 2600. So a lot of times if you have any questions like that, if you Google the exact thing you're looking for, someone somewhere has asked that question. So uh, I got a lot. I actually got quite a few threads on like Reddit and and other places. Uh, Tom's Hardware is another one. I saw a lot of them where I I saw my my almost seven year old i7 2600 is going to be. You know, fine for another little bit anyway. And if I do have any slowdown, it'll be minimal and barely noticeable. So, there's that.
3: There you go. So, yeah.
0: It's it's actually amazing because you know they make it seem like oh you know you need to be on the cutting edge and stuff. And I like I I've played a handful of uh, you know Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, you know I played and it it runs like butter on my computer. I had to tinker with the settings a little bit because again I have an ultra wide monitor, so it. It's got to render more pixels than like a standard 1080p, but it runs great and it looks great. So, you know, it's an old system and it was a pre-built initially. A pre-B? Yeah, (laughs) pre-B. I mean, the only things that's stock on it now are the processor, motherboard, and RAM. Everything else has been replaced and or upgraded. So, oh, I still have the old hard drive too. But like I said, that's my data hard drive and I only put old games on there at this point, so...
1: What's the uh, where are we with video cards now? Like, I mean, what's what's a what's not necessarily top of the line, but like the one that everyone's getting, you know, to future proof themselves a little bit. Yeah. Versus, you know, what's the the budget? Well, I think you already suggested the budget card, but
0: yeah, I, I would say, I mean, it's it it's this the 1070 probably is is the the fine line between uh, affordable and Something that's going to last a little while, and and right. last generation it was the nine seventy, um, which is what I have in my computer, and yeah, that that's what people are getting, and you can get those for three forty probably to three eighty, I would say. Um, I think they're still a little bit hard to find; uh, they sell out quickly when they first came out. They were they were scalped like crazy, and you couldn't find one for less than like four hundred and fifty bucks.
1: Looking on Amazon, five nineteen ninety nine, 98 440 480 490 yeah
0: that's that's not how the much they're supposed to cost
1: that is crazy holy crap i was i, I don't want to go that i was thinking like yeah. 300 bucks maybe a little bit more
0: don't buy one of those here i'll look it up on on pc part picker here um amazon a lot of times confuses uh amazon and then like the aftermarket sellers yeah so ten seventies price low so I got 409 here is the cheapest one, which is a lot more than I would have thought. But
1: is it one of those things just hold out for a little bit? I mean, yeah, I, keep, I say that every year and then something better comes out and then I'm like, well, I'll hold out for that one. And then something better comes out and it's just, it's just a vicious cycle.
0: Honestly, like if you're only going to be gaming in 1080p, if you upgraded to the 1060, that would that would do you for 1080p gaming until you you know went up went up a resolution in your monitor to 1440 or like you said, got got an ultra wide. No, 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 no. You'd have to buy a new monitor. Okay, but I didn't even talk about G-Sync and sync. That's some good stuff right there. Yeah. Uh, the uh, sync is uh, it's it's variable refresh rate, so it matches the the frame rate that's coming out of the computer to the frame rate with the monitor, so you don't have any duplicate frames. And it's it's quite the technology, I guess. Uh, AMD's is called FreeSync and NVIDIA's is called G-Sync. AMD's is a little bit is quite a bit cheaper. So if you got a FreeSync monitor, a lot of times you can get a FreeSync monitor for like 300 bucks. I think the cheapest G-Sync monitor is like 500, which is quite a bit more. And that's for like a 24 inch 1080p G-Sync monitor. That's like a, a not crappy one, but, you know, not as not as nice as you could get. The monitor I wanted to get for a while was a 34-inch ultra-wide uh, t- uh, 1080p G-Sync monitor. And it was like, I think I saw it cheapest at like 880 bucks, uh, But I just couldn't bring myself to do it as much as I wanted. Mm. So I'm told once you get the, that variable refresh rate monitor, you can't go back to the way things used to be.
1: Mm. You know? Monitors are kind of foreign to me. I'm not even sure. I don't even know where I got this monitor, but I'm not even sure what it's. I
0: think from. you got, I think you got it from whoop. If I remember correctly,
1: I remember being upset because it didn't have speakers on it. Yeah. Or an out, a speaker output. Yeah. For, uh, you know, for speakers or a headphone mm-hmm. jack or anything. And it yeah. kind of caught me up when I first got my PC. Um, All right. Yeah. I think uh, my, like, last note would be uh, if you're thinking about it and you feel intimidated, don't be intimidated. It's really, I mean, it looks like there's a lot going on, but there really isn't on the inside. You know, it's just, it's plug this into that, plug this into that, and you're pretty much ready to go. I mean, there's some advanced stuff you want to worry about, like Dan mentioned cable management a few times, but, like, if you have the components it's pretty much just plug it in and it works. You know, you don't yeah. have to, there's nothing weird going on. You just be gentle. Don't force anything. Finesse it. Don't force it. And pretty. Yeah. The, pretty
0: the RAM and the graphics card can be a little bit, uh, intimidating to push it in. Cause you feel like you're going to break something, but you actually have to push pretty hard to get those things in. Yeah. Uh, and what, like I said, when we switched over to gigabyte motherboards, it was even harder to push the, the RAM into those. Like I had to, I'm, a fat guy, you know, I had to I had to put some weight into it to to get it to fit in there nicely. And uh kind of the same thing with a graphics card. Like you gotta you gotta kinda of force it in there. Like Rothless Burger.
1: Yeah. <laughs> good good comparison, Dan.
0: <laughs> so yeah. Uh but it is it is awesome like when you when you it's it's old hat to me now, but when you're building your own computer, like for the first time Especially, uh, yeah. and you put everything in and you fire it up for the first time and it lives and you start installing windows. It's awesome.
1: And then you awesome get that field. electrical fire smell.
0: <laughs> the and first try, computer I try to pretend it's not there. <laughs> the first computer I built, actually, um, I was still living at mom and dad's, So I was, I think I just finished my first year of college. Maybe my, in my brief, brief failed college career. Uh, and I, I, you know, put everything in and I fired it up and it, it booted or it didn't boot, but it, you know, everything lit up and it came on and it was ran for like 10 seconds and then shut off.
2: Nice. like, Oh,
0: dang it. So I tried a couple times, same thing. Uh, and this was pre, that was, this was before, like we had all the sophisticated message board and stuff. Cause this is probably like 13, 14 years ago. Um, the internet wasn't quite as informative as it is now. Uh, so I actually ended up taking it to the local, uh local computer place uh, unicorn electronics And had them look at it and uh it was just i didn't push the processor one of the processor pins down far enough in the on the cooler so the cooler wasn't seated all the way on the processor so it was overheating and just shutting off so mm-hmm. once he, he he didn't even i luckily he didn't even charge me for it he just opened it up and pushed the thing down and there she went and that was my first computer nice yep
1: uh, yeah and that's another thing too like these systems have fail safes built into them so yep. even if you do do something wrong uh chances are the the computer will know that and will shut itself off or indicate to you that something is wrong. Yeah. I forget what one of our was it our first computer like we figured out what was wrong based on what the are c- the motherboard lights would do like yep. there's indicator so- lights on your motherboard that can communicate to you what's wrong.
0: Yep, some have that. There's also the the beeps. You have yep. to get a little speaker, but the beeps can tell you what's wrong with the computer. Um, I've actually had a couple of computers that the RAM's gone bad, or RAM came bad. Um, and when that happened, like there's just nothing would happen when I would push the push the power button. Which you know you think, oh, it could be the power supply or or you didn't plug the pins in right from the from the case into the motherboard. Um, but it's RAM and just bad RAM would cause the computer just not to start at all. So, mm-hmm. but there's there's a whole troubleshooting process you can go through if you, you know, start up your computer and nothing happened.
1: Yeah. And if you're a listener, you know, ask Dan.
0: <laughs> I've helped a few people.
1: There you with go. Stuff, so
0: uh, probably the best, best way to do it would be contact us via the show. And I could talk about it on the show. That's that's
1: the easiest way, probably.
0: So um, and we'll's ready so we can probably any any anything else. No, I don't
1: think so. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this will kind of just be an ongoing conversation because I, I am really. The problem, though, is is like I want to upgrade because I feel like my, my stuff's so old. But like I haven't really been bothered by the graphical capabilities. There hasn't really been a game yet where or... I mean, I'm not super picky. I get that people who are would have an issue with my computer. Yeah. But yeah. I just haven't been really bothered by it. Nothing's uh, really Same been here. slow or, you know, I don't know
0: yeah same here like like i said even with mass effect andromeda i had to turn some of the candy down it's not a big deal as long as i can get it as long as it still looks good and i can get it to run smoothly like i'm i'm happy as a clam yeah uh the running smoothly is the most important part for me so all right i'm gonna call will
1: loop man oh he just texted us call me whenever yeah. guys yep be nice to have another uh member of the thumbstick athletes back on the podcast
2: <laughs> yes it would hello hey will hey will I'm so sorry that i haven't been on it's
1: that's fine. all right not your fault The I man's feel. yeah i'm sure man's you'd, just sticking it to you I'm, without buying a dress or anything
0: i'm sure you'd rather be working <laughs> Ugh, god i can't i'm about ready for school to start back up yeah um so we're, we just finished up talking about gaming pc gaming oh really did you add did you have anything you wanted to talk
2: about Questions? uh not really um to okay. be honest with you all right so kind let's of, get kind of lame but <laughs>
0: that's <all> right <laughs> i i didn't want to you know put you on the spot
2: i probably should have thought about something <laughs> that's right you didn't know when you could be, we could have been long done with the first segment but i half expected us to be in like what we played yeah uh, last week everything went pretty fast i th- i think Right? No kidding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the time I got here, which was later than I expected, you guys were in Game of Thrones. Yep. So. All right. Nibble bits. Will, do you have any nibble bits? I don't. Okay.
0: Just me then. Uh, so actually this was prompted by our sister. She texted me earlier today, uh, and her, uh, our brother-in-law actually had a, had a thing he wanted us to talk about. So he heard through somewhere that the, uh, about the the AI bot that beat the Dota Two pro. Yeah. Uh which I I had read the headline, but I didn't read it into the article. It's, it's it's pretty interesting. So um there was an AI bot that beat pro Dota two player uh Dendi. I don't know if you remember Dendi from um free to play. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh it's the it's that guy. Uh beat him in a one versus one match and apparently pretty convincingly. Um so the bot was designed by OpenAI, which is a nonprofit research company founded and funded by Elon Musk. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, but that I mean, that sounds freaky, but there's a few things to consider. Uh, the first is that the one versus one, it was a one versus one duel and not a, a typical MOBA match, which is five versus five. Um, so immediately right there, the the game gets quite a bit less complex than if it was five versus five there's you know one person squaring off against one or one bot i guess
1: a lot less Um, variables to
2: consider
0: yeah far fewer fewer Corey, fewer yeah come on (laughs) Uh, english major no that's a game of thrones oh uh and they both played as the same hero shadow fiend i don't know dota 2 that well but shadow fiend who's uh Abilities rely on timing and placement of attacks, uh, which the AI was able to execute perfectly because it's a bot. So, mm. you know, it just did the math.
1: Now, did was Dendy given the opportunity to pick his hero or was it predetermined that he would be Shadow Fiend?
0: Don't know. It didn't get into that. Okay. Didn't get into that at all. Just but. curious
1: if, if these programmers had to consider all potential opponents
0: yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, apparently the bot taught itself how to play too, just based on experience, like playing against other bots. Oh wow! Which is that's the part that interested me interested me the most about the whole thing.
1: Um, oh wow, that is really cool.
0: Yeah, so it, it taught itself how to play based on that, and then was finally able to. Uh, and you know, obviously Dota Two is a little bit more complex than like if a bot was to play checkers or chess or something like that. So. Um, and the fact that it was able to teach itself how to play, uh, it's pretty interesting. Uh, but it's also like a fairly specific test. Like if you did five versus five, uh, bots versus people, obviously people would probably wipe the floor with them for now. So, uh, but that also brings me into the next story. I actually texted our sister, uh, to tell our brother-in-law this thing about the Facebook AI, which we, we talked about briefly in our, our group chat. Um, the Facebook AI that created its own language that everyone was kind of freaking out about. It's definitely, after a reading up on it, it's not as sinister as it initially sounded or as the media made it out to seem like it was.
2: Well, oh, shocker um, there.
0: <laughs> right. Hey,
2: you you still are trying d- to tell me the media spins stuff? Wait, William Randolph
0: Hearst would be, would be proud of today's media. I'll just <laughs> say that um so yeah it's it was two uh ai negotiation bots that were talking to each other on how to best divide some items i actually have the quote there the, this is this is what they were saying when they were talking to each other so the ai bot bob says i can i i everything else the bot alice says balls have zero to me 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 bob says you i have you i everything else Alice says, balls have ball to me, to me, to me, to me, to me. So when they were talking to each other, they were trying to figure out how to divide, like I said, a couple couple of different items. Um, and really what they were doing was they were just improving the efficiency of the conversation. Rather, than like they didn't necessarily, they invented a language that they could understand, but it was just to improve the efficiency of the conversation they were having. And not uh, they weren't not to you know, hide it
1: from humans, <laughs> right? Not not
0: not uh, talking to humans, talking about humans behind their back in, in a way they couldn't understand.
1: That doesn't make a very good headline, though, Dan.
0: No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But it's still it's still fascinating, interesting though. But th- that that's what they that's what they did when they were just given two bots talking to each other.
1: Um, yeah, uh, isn't that funny? Uh, you know, we're giving these robots such a hard time, but all they really wanted to do was be as efficient as possible for us.
0: Yeah, and like anyone that's. Sp- spoken English for a while knows it's not a very good language it's not efficient there's a lot of uh dead weight in it that doesn't need to be there so um there there is there
1: I was reading um I've been reading this book uh for for a while now but I've sort of been trying to read 30 minutes a day that's one of my tasks in my Habitica app and I've been pretty good this week I've done it every day this week but my braiding sweetgrass book um she was talking about the language of animacy um giving objects life Mm -hmm. and how in Native American in in English, it's about 30% uh, uh, pronouns and 70% non-living objects kind of stuff. Whereas in Native American languages, that's flipped. It's 70% living things. So like an apple is a being, uh, a a shore is a being because they Uh consider all those things alive and huh. animated and how that what that does to like the psyche of a human just yeah. by the virtue of the words they ascribe to certain things. Oh, definitely. That was really interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it, the, like the the a thesaurus is a perfect example of like how many different words you have for that mean the exact almost the exact same thing. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Crazy. Yep. But yeah, I thought that was interesting and I you know, I needed to clear the air a little bit there cuz um you know like i said <laughs> everyone made it seem like oh my god we're all going to die mass hysteria <laughs> took over yeah yeah i mean it's it's still a little bit freaky but not uh not terrifying like it like it could have been oh but yeah once the researchers discovered it they rewrote the program uh to make it so that the conversation was understandable to english speakers so uh, it was reported that they shut it down because they were afraid of what it had become. That's not the case. They just, they, you know, recoded a little bit so that it was, they would only speak human English and not robot simplified English. So, yeah, that's what we got. No other news right? That's crazy.
2: Nope. Yeah. All right, well, how was your week? My week was good. I watched some movies that, uh, I want to talk about with Corey, because I know he has at least seen one of them, but I watched both of the Conjuring movies. Nice. Um, Did you see both of them, too, Corey?
1: I did, yeah. What did you think? I thought they were good. I think I liked the first one a lot more than the second one. I can't really remember. They kind of blend together at this point.
2: Uh, Um, Well, the first one was the family, uh, the American family that lived in the middle of nowhere. uh, And... The second one was in England.
1: Okay. Yep. Um, Okay. I remember the the house they like couldn't get out of right in England.
2: Yep. And the little girl kept on getting possessed.
1: Yeah. Yep. Okay. I remember both. I thought they were as far as scary movies go. It was good.
2: Yeah. I think I really enjoyed them. I don't handle scary movies too well. Um, I love the genre and all that, but like I get so freaked out. Uh, we watched the first Conjuring, and then we finished... Because we started at, like, 1 in the morning, me and my friends. So, like, I had to come home at, at like, three thirty, four 4 in the morning and, like, try to unlock my door in the backyard, which is, like, super dark and, like, freaky. You guys weren't having a slumber party? No. Oh. Scary a group movies. Of, a group of 22-year-old males did not <laughs> want to have a slumber party. Gotcha. But, no, the movie was really, really good, and I... I loved both of them so much so that I'm actually gonna see Annabelle. Uh that had like recently just come out, which is an offshoot of the Conjuring movies. I'm actually going to see it tomorrow, so I'm kinda looking forward to seeing that. But which
1: movie again? Sorry, I missed Annabelle. Annabelle. I think it's
2: okay. like Recreation. Something like that. I don't know which what the title is exactly. It's the second Annabelle movie. Right.
1: Um I was gonna say I think I saw one of them.
2: You probably saw the first one because the new one just came out. Gotcha. But I don't know, Corey. If you remember the one scene, it was in the second movie. I thought I thought overall the first movie was better and scarier, but the second uh, one had a scene where there was the nun and the the I forgot the name of the main lady who can like sense spirits and stuff like that. She was trapped in there. Uh, and, like, the lights kept going out, and, like, you could see the nun moving from section to section in the room, and there was the painting of the nun that was there, too. And, like, oh, the yeah. painting went after her, and then, like, she transported into that basement. I do remember that, yep. It was so scary. Um, but it, it was kind of cool to see, because I guess the name of the, the spirit was named Valak, and my friends noticed throughout the movie in the house that Valak was spelt out in different ways. It was kind of like a cool little Easter egg thing with the the director directors put in there, which is kind of cool to see. But yeah, no, the Conjurings were really good. I guess there's a third one on the way Of course. So I guess it's a big it's probably a big moneymaker. Yeah. Or the in the way of scary movies. But yeah, I like scary movies as long as they're like scary. I don't like gory movies. Yeah, I don't like just blood and gore. Yeah. Or too many just, like, jump scares, either. I don't really like just that. Yeah.
1: Um, not why to I hijack... Like the... Go ahead, Dan.
2: That's okay. That, that's why I like the first uh, Paranormal paranormal
0: Activity so much. Mm-hmm. But anyway, go ahead, Corey. Uh,
1: not to hijack your week, Will, but I, I also watched a scary movie this week called... Um... I forget the name. Oh, The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Ooh. Uh... Pretty good movie. It's got Emil Hirsch, and he's le- he's a uh, uh, I forget I don't know what they call them uh, autopsy surgeons or whatever. Uh,
2: an autopsy.
1: An autopsy. Undertaker. Uh, with Undertaker with his father, and they get this one woman who was delivered to them who was dead in these people's basements. Uh, yes. This husband, older husband and wife, who were murdered, and they don't know why or how. And then they just found this random young woman uh, half buried in the basement who in the autopsy, they find out that she has been dead for a very long time, but her body shows no symptoms of that. It looks like she was freshly murdered. Huh. So it's uh weird Things start to happen when they kind of find out some clues and stuff like that. But uh, it is super gory and it's not gory in like a gross out kind of way. It's like they're doing all the things like they're breaking the ribs to get into the chest cavity and cutting out the heart to look at it and like all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's pretty, pretty grotesque, but it ends up paying off. Uh, it was a really good movie. I thought.
2: So basically it's not blood and gory as in some killers, just hacking and slashing his way through people. It's like actually like people. Yeah. Like, Actually, having there's actually a point to it.
1: Yeah, the the scary doesn't come from the gore.
2: Sounds like did this just come
1: out? I think it came out last year. It was an IFC movie.
2: Gotcha. That's really it for me in the way of notable stuff.
1: Hmm? Uh, While we're on the topic of movies, did you guys hear about the new movie pass price? I did. Everyone's freaking out about. Oh boy. So uh, MoviePass has been around for a while, I think like seven years. And what it is, is it's a monthly subscription and you get this card from MoviePass that allows you to go see any movie in theaters you want. Uh, One a day. um, With, after paying this base subscription fee every month. Uh, I think originally it was like 50 something. More recently it was 30. But just this past week, they dropped the price down to $10. So for $10 a month, you can go see any movie you want in theaters, uh, one a day. And it's well, like, like 90% of movie theaters across the country.
2: Wow. So like the AMC and Vestal?
1: Yes. AMC is definitely one of them because AMC issued a statement um, against the, the MoviePass business plan. Cause don't the way I... <laughs> I guess the way, it, the way it works is MoviePass pays for all those movies you go to see. They'll pay the theater. So the theater is not losing money, uh, which kind of makes me wonder why AMC is upset about it because it brings in more people to their theater. They sell way to more buy, concessions.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say to buy popcorn and sodas and stuff. That's, right. that's, where, that's, that's where probably they how they money. make their money. Yeah,
1: because most of the money uh, that they make off movie tickets goes straight back to the distributors, the, you know, Paramount, whatever. Yeah, studio. Um, so that's where they make their money. So I don't know why AMC is so against it. I guess uh, the way they're planning on it working, and the only way I can see it working, is they expect a bunch of people to buy it and then not enough people to use it more than once a month. So they'll make money on those people that don't that they can use to pay off the people who, like me, will go once a week, twice a week, depending on what's playing. Um, The only issue is I've been trying to sign up for three days, and their site has been not working. So. (laughs) kind of sucks cause, because my fear is that they'll realize there's this overwhelming demand and be like okay well, we need to pump the brakes on this no more subscriptions for now um, I, so I, don't I know. should like
2: $10 a month is nothing like I
1: yeah there's a that's... couple caveats Um, one movie a day like I said it, originally you could you couldn't see the same movie more than once but that's changing you have to be geographically located near the theater quote unquote check in to buy your ticket through movie and then they'll load your card you, once you get your movie pass card they'll load that uh, once you check in and then you take it and you buy a ticket like anybody else with that card that they send to you so
2: well i think that's genius because at amc for two people to go to the movie it's 26 dollars which is insane
1: that is insane
2: like, that's the 100% the reason why I never go or want to go. Because it's ridiculous. Yeah. Huh. That's, that's interesting. Just,
1: yeah. I uh, I like going to the movies. I just... It's it's not worth the money. Uh, no. This would really solve that issue for me. And it would get me to... I mean, me paying $10 a month, $120 a year towards movies is way different than me going to the movies maybe three times a year. Yeah. 30 bucks so right away you know theaters are going to do better
2: yeah yeah and especially for me because like if a movie doesn't interest me within the first 30 minutes I'm usually dozing off or not paying attention so which is part of the issue with Dunkirk and with me yeah but that's it for me I got nothing else anything else Corey
1: um i think oh i watched the first episode of last man standing has any of you guys watched that with tim allen
0: yeah i've seen it it's all right it was on a show that or it was on after a show that me and the wife watched
1: yeah i uh i mean i really like tim allen and
0: yeah it's
1: not a big sitcom kind of guy but (sighs) hey (laughs)
0: was it wasn't it recently canceled
1: Uh, maybe I think they got like five seasons into it though, right?
0: Yeah, it was around a lot longer than I thought it would have been.
1: Yeah, that's it. I I didn't really do much this week. It's been work and oh, over the weekend I had, um, three of my friends from high school come up, uh, and (laughs) the Friday night we, we didn't go to bed till 6am and I don't do that. Uh-huh. Uh, we ended up going to the strip club at 2 a.m. Like a couple of good young boys do. So that was pretty crazy. Um, <laughs> small city strip clubs are just not, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't go to, to gawk at beautiful women Any, and neither did any of my friends, you know, we go, yeah. we think it's, it's entertaining. It's funny. It's, you know, yeah. and the, most of the strippers get that too. Like they get their pervy guys that are going in there to see some boobs and get their little boners. But <laughs> most of, uh, most people, I think that go there are, are there for the entertainment value. You know, the late yeah. night debauchery fun kind of thing. Uh, and that's why we were there, but we walk in and somebody says to me, did you know it's hippo night tonight? And of course the woman on stage was a, a little bit bigger. And I was like, Oh, that makes sense. Uh, come to find out <laughs> it wasn't actually called hippo night. <laughs> that was just the clientele or the, the, employees they had there so Uh, i I was misled and i'm glad i didn't say something yeah hippo night's great you know (laughs) oh my god uh but that was fun (laughs) you would have got got punched yeah i would have gotten bounced pretty hard (laughs) but also that night we ended up climbing into the tunnel that is outside my apartment the drainage that goes underneath the road (laughs) (laughs) we went like a hundred yards into this tunnel pitch black Uh, Just cell phones to explore the way.
2: How tall is
1: it? Pretty cool. Um, Yeah, uh, probably five feet, maybe. Okay, so you could
0: almost walk upright in it.
1: Uh, Yeah, I had to like tip my head and hunch a little bit, but got a little claustrophobic. But I mean, we had been drinking at that point for six hours or something. So you kind of don't don't care. Sure. Doesn't bother you as much as if you had your wits about you. Um, But that was pretty fun. I realize more and more like I like doing activities when I'm drinking. I can't just I can't just sit and drink anymore. Yeah. You know?
3: Yeah. I Otherwise, agree.
1: I just get bloated and tired.
3: Uh-huh.
1: But yeah, that was my weekend. And then we did the same thing Saturday. We didn't go to the strip club, but it just it was just drinking the whole time. Nice. By Sunday, I was shot and didn't sure. really recover until Tuesday.
0: Ugh. I don't miss that. The yeah, I mean, days.
1: no, no hangovers. Um, I was just good to feel right. Just tired, you know, yeah. foggy, tired. Uh, me and my girlfriend went on a, a mini date on Monday and I felt bad because I was just an awful date. Just not mm-hmm. into it. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm just shot, you know? Yeah. Just wanted to sleep. That's
0: a good guy sounds good. Um for me, I racked my brain trying to think of something interesting that I could bring to the table for what I did, but nothing. I I told my wife, especially the past couple weeks, I've just felt like a daddy robot. Daddy di- <laughs> robot. A, di- a diaper changing, bottle feeding, food making daddy robot. Nice. Um, especially now the twins aren't sleeping all that well. They get up multiple times during the night, don't nap very well, so and there's two of them now instead of just one. So yeah, that's been, so what I did was I, I starting next week, my wife starts her doctorate classes at BU. So, uh, Binghamton university, not Boston university. Um, so I'm going to start doing some more, uh, more gaming at night. Cause what we've been doing for the past few months is watching game of Thrones, both the new episodes, probably three or four times. Um, and then rewatching again, the older episodes. So, you know, uh, we won't be doing that quite as much. We'll still watch game of Thrones frequently, but not every night like we have been. So I'm going to start gaming a lot more next weekend. So, um, I started compiling a list of the stuff I'm going to play that I already have. Not that this doesn't include the new games, but going to replay, well, I want to replay Wolfenstein before the new Wolfenstein comes out. The new order. Yeah, so... or... yeah. yeah, New order. Uh, replay that. I'm going to play the witness too. That'll probably be like late September. I'll start that.
1: Really? Finally. Yeah. Go I want to that.
0: Huh? I haven't played it.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: I've had it for a while. I got it as part. It was a, might've come in a humble monthly. I think it did. I got it. Uh, I'm going to replay the Metro series cause the new Metro game comes out early next year. Metro Exodus. So I'd like to revisit the Metro series. Um, I think the game I'm going to play next, though, is going to be near. Nice. Yeah, Automata. That's right. I'll probably start that next week. Nice. Really, really looking forward to it. So
2: good. I'm glad you're going to play that. Yeah.
0: So I, I've got a few other things I want to fill in there. It depends on what comes out on the switch. And um, I'm hoping for some more indies to come out on that.
2: But yeah, that was my week. Shall we get into what we played? I got one quick thing I wanted to add. Sierra. Are you are you guys fans of brand new? I always forget.
1: No, I am not. Eric is.
2: Eric I is? I don't know yeah. what that is. Okay, never mind. This news will only pertain to Eric then, so I will text him separately. Is it I,
1: uh, I, a lot of people in my circle really like them a lot, and I've been around them a lot. I saw them live twice, and it just never really connected with me.
2: I've heard they're terrible live.
1: I thought they were terrible live. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I'm bi- well, not biased. I just don't like them to begin
2: with. Yeah. So. OK, well, because they have a new album and I guess it's been people have been waiting eight years and it's coming out at midnight.
0: Eight years,
2: apparently. Good lord.
0: I've been listening to a lot of video game music the past two nights. It's been Undertale soundtrack.
1: Nice. Is that is uh Snowden town. Song so good. Is my favorite. There's a lot of really good songs on that. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um,
0: But yeah, Uh, what we played will I'm going to start with you. So I I beat Pyre. Yeah, well, done. nice. I also beat Pyre. Hey, I want to hear your thoughts on Pyre because you didn't get to didn't get to chime in last week.
2: I freaking love that game. (laughs) It was so good. Like, there is one night that I started playing at, like, I think it was, like, 11. And I played until, seriously, 4 in the morning because I was just so addicted to it. And, like, I like how they broke the game up. Like, you would have, like, the sections of, like, exploring, talking, and, like, getting to know your companions. Then, then boom, like, the right hits. And, like, you guys got to gear up and get ready to take on take on some rivals. Like, it was so good. And uh, one thing that I really liked that they did in that game was they made it seem like there was actually a reason to lose a right. Um, I didn't personally lose any. I won all of my. I was like twenty six and zero or however many rights I had to do. But like the fate when you would play the fate and the liberation, um liberation right and It it's just like there's this old like old uh kerr who was just like so humble and nice to the opposing team and like yep. one of the only like teams that you went against that that were actually like nice to you and like they put him forth to like be the one to be liberated and it just like sucked that i had to beat him i felt yeah. really really guilty and like i also thought they did a really good job like showing the demoralization of the other teams like after you beat them a couple times. Like it was the tempers or whatever, like that, and they said, "All right, let's make this quick. You've already taken away everything from me anyway." Like they did a good job with that; it made me feel kind of guilty, just like crushing them. <laughs> yeah, but I want to know, like, who did you guys leave behind? Do we want just... to?
1: Let's I just think... do that after the episode.
2: After the episode, or and, and
1: we could do it in now. I mean, I don't care. It's up to you guys.
0: I mean, I I almost want to do it as an episode. A pyre. Um you know, spoiler cast type of type of episode. If you if you want or if you want to wait till after the after this episode. Well the only issue, call.
1: The only issue with doing that is we've got the next two weeks of episodes, right?
0: Yeah. I say so I say we just do a hangover.
1: At least at least three weeks till we do it again.
2: Yeah, by the I whole, say, I've forgotten yeah. some of it. Yeah. I would say I I do should...
1: it as soon as possible. So but yeah, let's
2: I do a hangover tonight then. Yeah, we can do that.
1: I don't um, I don't want well. We we'll, yeah, I, we'll talk about it later.
2: We
0: could do it after the outro and then and then do the Game of Thrones after that even. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah. That's
2: how I think wanted. It. Yeah. Or, yeah, that's fine. But I want to know who is everybody's favorite character?
0: Um, mine was probably Sir Gilman. OK, he was good. I like Sir not, Gilman. Not
2: as far like
0: just as the character, not mm-hmm. necessarily who I use the most in the rights or who I like the best
1: in the rights. OK, um, the yeah. harpy girl was my favorite Uh,
2: Amethysta? Oh yeah, yeah. Mine was Tizo. I loved Tizo. Tizo, yeah. Yeah. I I agree. Well, that
0: game was was amazing. I absolutely loved that game.
2: They just did everything so well with like character development and like learning about the characters and like making all of the characters that you're working with seem really like I kind of understood why all of them did what they did to end up getting banished. I kind of felt bad for all of them in their own in their own way. Um, yeah. so like, I don't really want to get into it cause we're gonna talk about it at the end. So like, I made a lot of decisions, super, super difficult for me. Yeah. Um, definitely. I but... just, I
1: can't even remember the last time I didn't want a game to end, you know, yeah. even, even games I really like, like breath of the wild and stuff. You were I, ready. I, I was ready for it. I was ready for the ending and I was playing it to beat it, not to keep playing it. Whereas with pyre, you know, I was just enjoying it the entire time. And when it was over, I'm like, Oh man. I hope they yeah. do, do more <laughs> in this universe, you know?
0: I wanted to restart.
1: Yeah.
2: And have a different different strategy with how I approached certain things, which I'll talk about when we talk about it later. Yeah. And, like, it was just, the rights were so much fun for me, too, because it was just, like, I've never seen a game, like, incorporate a sporting event and do, like, a an RPG, like, in and in the way that it did, and it was just so awesome. Like there was one right where I was getting it handed to me, and like I was like 25 away from losing, and they had 130 flame left, and like we came all the way back to win, and it was just so. Like I was like fist pumping. I was so like pumped while I was doing it, and had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, this this could be one of my favorite indie games like that I've played besides like Stardew Valley. But other than that, like I can't think of another indie game that I just loved that much. Yeah,
0: I said, too, it would be perfect on the Switch because oh, of the, yeah. the multiplayer, you could play on one of the Joy-Cons and split on the split screen on the tablet. That mm-hmm. would be amazing.
2: Not split screen, but, you know,
0: mm-hmm. be perfect for that. Absolutely yeah, definitely. perfect.
2: I would definitely like another game in the Pyre universe. Like, a, like maybe a, a more full fledged, like. Game. Yeah, I'd love that. E too. Uh, but the other thing that I played was I actually started Hyperlight Drifter. Oh, nice. Um, nice. I kind of I've always kind of been interested in Hyperlight Drifter, and like I saw a documentary on the guy who made it has congenitive heart failure. Oh, is that okay? And that that's kind of like the entire game's a metaphor for what he's going through. Like I don't know, Dan, if you remember, because think oh, you yeah. played it. Like the oh, yeah. the character would drop down a lot and like cough up yep. blood and stuff yep. like that. Like a lot of that was. Tied into his heart failure and like him and just like this small team made the game. Yeah, his, I mean, uh, they called the company Heart Machine. Yeah, Heart Machine is the, the, the name of the company. So, like, I saw all that and like I know that everybody really loves this game. Uh, it had a really good Metacritic and uh score and everything like that. So, I was like, yeah, I kind of want to play it, so I'll give it a shot. So, I started playing that too. What do you think so far? I really like it. It's uh, I've heard it was like people thought it was like Dark Souls, but of like the cell shaded or not cell shaded, but like pixely graphics game. I think it's a lot easier than a Dark Souls. In my opinion, I'm no expert in Dark Souls, dance, so you might be able to. Yeah, I mean, I think they only thought that because of
0: the, the way the movement worked and that yeah. it was kind of difficult. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the only really similarities between it.
2: Cause I had a friend who just played and beat it, and he said no, it's not anything really like it. He said he had like a pretty easy time with it. So yeah, because um, I guess like if you die in an area, you just spawn at the start of the area again. So
0: did you play on a computer?
2: Yeah, I'm playing your copy. Oh, okay. I've yeah, really. It's 60 frame. They updated it to 60 frames. Like after
0: it already came out, there, there's a bunch of people that complained about it only running at uh, 30 and they were like yeah well we would have to pretty much rework the entire game to get it to run at 60 frames and they they did at some point last year they put out a 60 frames per second patch
2: and i know they put <sighs> out a new character too did they yeah apparently I there's sh- a second drifter
0: oh nice i should i should revisit it because i really did enjoy it
2: yeah like and i saw it was only like seven hours long of a game too and i was it's like very what? Long. like I'm like, why not? Like, I should just play it. Like, I missed it last year. So, like, yeah. I'm trying to catch up and, like, play new stuff. But I'm so poor, I can't buy anything new.
0: It's, it's another uh, gorgeous indie game, too, that you wouldn't mind having any of the screens on your mm-hmm. thing as, like, a piece of artwork in your house, you know? Exactly.
2: But actually, what uh, poised me to start playing it, another reason, too, was there's this Brawlout game that's supposed to be, like, Smash Brothers or whatever uh-huh. uh, that I bought a while ago. And, like, they put out the Drifter as a character in it. Yeah. Uh, and, like, Shovel Knight's a character in it. So, like, it's, got, it's kind of a cool up-and-coming, like, bra- awesome. brawler game. So I was like, oh, like, the hyperlite Drifter is in this game. Like, I, I should just play Hyper Light. So I, start, I started it, and I definitely plan on playing through it.
0: Yeah. It's good stuff.
2: For sure. Okay. Other than that, I didn't really play anything. I'm really looking forward to talking about Pyre later. <laughs> yeah, me too. Spoilers. Yep. Okay. Corey, what do, you, what do we have?
1: Oh, uh, I played one new game um, called The Long Dark, huh? which I saw, I forget what prompted it, but I was like, I wonder if Will or Dan bought this, because sometimes you guys buy stuff and don't say <laughs> anything or whatever. Forget uh, and I it. looked, and sure enough, Will had it. And I was like, yep. oh, nice. What prompted you to get it, Will?
2: I bought it like a year and a half ago, because snow, that's this... why. Well, the environment looked really cool because I think it takes place in the Arctic of Canada. Yes. So I was like, "That's a really cool setting." I kind of was into the survival aspect. Yeah. At that point, like, bef- like I'm not as nearly now, but um, so I was like, "I'll buy this game now." It was on sale as well. I'll just wait until it comes out before I play it. It's the same thing I'm doing with We Happy Few. Nice. So that's why I bought it then, and I guess it's out now. Yeah. So, it so just, it's out it of
1: couple weeks ago it just came out of uh early access Uh, i played about an hour of it there's a story mode uh, and then there's like a challenge mode and it's uh it's a survival game so i would describe it's first person so it's a little bit like don't starve in that you're picking up these random resources that you eventually craft into something but it doesn't have that that tim burton sort of aesthetic it's more like firewatch if firewatch were a survival game set in uh, Western Canada, Canada the mountains of Western Canada hey eh? um, eh? yeah uh, I really enjoyed it I fell in love with it uh, almost immediately you can tell this game has been in early access for a long time uh, there's a lot of polish there even little things like you come across cars and you climb in the car and it's uh, it's not super detailed the interior of the car but like it's just the idea of being out in this like awful cold wind and climbing in a car and you shut the door and they do cool things with sound and stuff so you feel like you're secure. Uh, it's also a good place to hide from wolves, which is something I had to discover by mistake. Uh, <laughs> then every every car Spoilers. has... Eh, it's not really a spoiler. I know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I get, it could be uh, in theory. but There's um...
2: wolves? What?
1: yeah so that's the thing i have i've i've maybe two hours i think I, might, I probably played a little more than an hour but uh you you're playing Crashlands. uh the story mode is you're this bush pilot uh in in canada and what seems like this isn't a spoiler to talk about because it happens at the beginning of the game what seems like your wife comes to you with a quest to help you deliver something to a remote uh town in canada Uh, And your guy kind of reacts by saying, well, there's nothing there anymore. And she's like, well, I know, but I need to go there to deliver this thing. And he doesn't ask too many questions. Uh, But they end up taking off. And long story short, plane crashes. You wake up. You can't find your ex-wife anywhere. And the initial goal is to just survive for the first few days until you can kind of get your bearings, which also works as the tutorial section. So you're kind of in this ravine with a cave, uh, and that's where it teaches you how to pick up sticks, how to build a fire, how to make food, how to find food, uh, all that kind of stuff. And then it sort of sets you free from that area, and then you're kind of just going down some sort of path. I haven't gotten too far down. I, I just sort of got out of this tutorial area, but I haven't even touched the surface of all like the crafting and building and stuff you can do. Basically, all I've done so far is scavenged, um, built fires, found a bedroll to sleep in, um, learned how to make water, which you can do with melted snow, but you have to boil it. But it does some really cool things with time. So the three, the three meters you need to watch for are uh, health, or I'm sorry, not health, hunger, thirst, and temperature. And uh, I guess the fourth one would be rest. There's four. Yeah, rest. Um, But everything you do consumes time. So if you're, let's say you're making water, you need to be near melted snow. You need to be near snow when you build your fire. And once you're there, you go into the menu to make your water and it tells you how long your fire will be fueled for. And it tells you how long you need to make the water that you want. And then it will sort of, Fast forward through that time period, uh, which kind of sucks sometimes because if you're not paying close attention to the time and you need more time to boil some water, some to make some potable water to drink then your fire has fuel for, the fire will just die out and it won't make the, the water and you'll have lost that time. So you really got to pay attention uh, to how much time you have left. But there's variables that you can't really... You can consider, but you you can't plan for like the wind can pick up and your fire will die much quicker. Um, But even there's things like so there's an inventory with equipment and stuff like that. And if you find I found a jacket out in the wilderness, I couldn't put it on right away because it was frozen. So I had to be near fire long enough to melt the jacket in order to wear it to get it to the point where I got the beneficial environmental protection for it. Nice. Nice uh it's just a lot of like nice touches like that that i think make the long dark really cool and also the story aspect of it i think is something that's not done well in survival games uh but this one does it really well you you really get to know the character that you're playing as and his story uh, which which isn't the case in most survival games so i'm hooked i think it's i think it's really cool um
0: I, when I saw you that you had played it I was really close to trying it a couple nights ago. I was like, oh, I I should play this too so I can talk about it also, but I didn't get the opportunity. I
1: think I think, but you, guys both, want to. I think you guys both would really like it. Um I was right about Pyre. Give me a shot with the long Yes, dart. you were.
2: Uh I'm definitely interested in playing it soon
1: yeah and i mean there's weapons there's crafting ta- i haven't even seen a crafting table you know which makes you lets you make so many more different things um there's an affliction system so you'll get certain afflictions like sprained, sprains uh punctures illnesses anything like that and there's a whole like first aid system that goes off of that where you can treat certain things uh it's just it's really, really well put together game, and I'm I'm really looking forward to giving it more time. I just haven't really had the hours. Probably Saturday, I'll put in a good chunk. So
3: uh-huh.
1: we'll see. But yeah, just that and uh, Rocket League again this week. I try to play every day, uh, but I put in my Habitica. One of the things I have to do when I play Rocket League is stick to my double elimination rule. So I have a really hard time putting Rocket League down, so I force myself to, once I lose twice, that's it, no more. Uh-huh. The only exception I'll give myself is if I lose the first two games I play.
0: Oh, okay, so you're going to play more than just two.
1: Right, because uh, not only is that frustrating, <laughs> I don't learn yeah. that way. So what I do if I lose the first two is I say, okay, I play now until I win, and then I lose again. So like today, I lost the first two, and I was like, that sucks. Uh, played the next one and won it and then played the one after that and lost again. And I was just like, all right, four rocket league games. That's it. I'm done."
0: So here. that's the minimum then, huh?
1: That um, is the minute. Well, yeah, three would be the minimum because you could win the first if you... one. It's the next two, but Oh, gotcha. That would count for my, my rule, sure. but that I, it's worked. Like it keeps me from, keeps me on task. Cause otherwise I play four hours of rocket league a day and that's yeah. just not helping anybody, including myself. So, And
0: that's my problem with with playing stuff like like I would love to play more Overwatch, but I can't sit here and talk about Overwatch every week. You know, it's the same with Guild Wars, too. As much as I'd love to play that some more, it's it's not not helpful.
1: Yeah. Yeah, And it's for my own good, too. You know, like you come away from four hours of Rocket League and maybe have one good story to tell and (laughs) you've lost four hours of your life. You know, it's just doesn't. I don't know what i do okay but that's it oh i uh one more thing i uh have been revisiting final fantasy 6 on my phone i play a little bit every nice. before bed. so good to play you know what i want to do with that and we kicked around the idea of doing like a, a second uh show like a thumbstick athletes presents feed or something like that uh i want to do like a deep dive of final fantasy 6 and like the three of us uh maybe somebody else who we know is a big fan plays like the first hour of the game and then we talk about it and then we play the next hour of the game and then we talk about
2: it. And that's a good idea.
1: Game. I feel like it's the only way I can satisfy like
0: you would you would have to
1: sing that game.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. But you would have to pick milestones.
1: Right. Just because
0: right. people do things at different pa- at different paces. Yeah,
1: it wouldn't be it wouldn't be arbitrary time. It would be right. Yeah, you're right. Story beats.
0: Yeah. But that's a great idea. I would love to do that. It's like a book club but for video games.
1: Yeah. But I think if you're doing it every hour, you'll start to you'll start to pay attention to more things and pick up on more things. And yeah, I think it would be pretty interesting to try and and, and draw like 45 minutes of conversation about one hour of a video game. You know, yeah, I think that. Would be fun.
2: Yeah, I agree.
0: OK, anything else, Corey? No. All right. Uh, yeah. So other than Pyre, which I played quite a bit of this week, I started playing mass effect andromeda again um i am on the last mission so within the next few nights i will have mass effect andromeda beaten i think i've put like 70 hours into that game wow yeah uh but it's good stuff i'm enjoying i'm excited to see how how it ends and how it sets up for hopefully another game or two although we don't know Apparently it was a big money maker for EA, so I can't imagine that they're going to drop it at this point for good. Well, it uh, seems to it, be it, it drove their early year earnings,
1: so maybe it's media spin, but it sounds like that's exactly what they're doing. Shelving yeah. it.
0: Well, shelving it for now, but I like it's it seemed like they like were questioning on whether or not they were going to revisit it at all, but it, I, I don't think that's going to be the case, like I said, because it was a a big money maker for EA and it didn't necessarily review all that well, but
1: um, they didn't do I, like I, a season's pass for DLC or anything.
0: No, actually that there's been rumors that they're not going to do any DLC for Not even, uh, not any single player DLC
1: anyway. Yeah. That's surprising because so, cause so no many, so many of these, player companies do what you call it. Um, season passes like as the game is released, you know? Yeah. They didn't do one. I wonder if they knew.
0: Maybe, but I, like I said, it's not as bad of a game as everyone makes it out to be.
2: They didn't know
1: because in that article of that
2: I sent you guys, they said that there's a company that does things like um, a testing of the game that tells you what the Metacritic score will be. Like huh. They play through the game, and then like they kind of figure out what where it'll land on the Metacritic score, and they said that they were going to get high 80s. Really? Yeah, it was something like that. Do you think it's,
0: it, that's the type of thing, though, where they only give or they give a little higher than they think it's going to get? So people hire them again because if they gave it a low ball score.
2: I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm, sh- I'm sure there's part or that plays into it. Yeah. But as far as EA and um, Bioware was concerned, they thought that there would be. All, all <laughs> what ner- right.
0: What nerd came up with that idea? Like, I'm going to start a company where we play your games early and guess what the Metacritic rating is going to be
2: thumbstick athletes now
1: <laughs> i think it's just uh it's just uh i'm with you it sounds silly but i think it's also sort of it's born not out of consulting and other businesses no you know? i know
0: but I, like if it that's something that i would want to do just so i could play the games before anyone else
1: that's do you feel like your your gauge would be pretty accurate because I, I think that's probably a big part of it
0: yeah i don't know it's hard it's hard to say no, I mean I we're think, all prone to our biases.
1: I think yeah. uh, these companies that do this have pretty good track records of of being within the margin of error.
0: Yeah, well they have to be, otherwise they wouldn't stay in business, probably. Right. Yeah, that's a good
2: point. My problem is I generally I generally like everything a lot, so I would just be like, oh, it's probably like an eighty. <laughs> it's a good ballpark. So that's like
0: picking the weather here. You can say it's seventy-eight with uh 50% chance of rain. You could say that every day the entire summer, and no one would think twice about it.
2: I kid you not. I've looked at the weather every day, because like, I don't know if I should leave my windows down when I'm at work, and every day, 40% chance of rain. Yep. <laughs> so you're like, oh, all right, I guess I got to leave them up. It's a good ballpark. <laughs> yeah. It's a safe
0: bet around here. Okay. Um, so yeah, Mass Effect Andromeda should have that done. Last mission. Uh, And then I briefly played a little bit of Splatoon 2, uh, and that was just a little bit today. I'm really working on, apparently, I I think I talked about this a few weeks ago, but the the way the high-level players are playing are with the individual Joy-Cons in each hand and with motion controls because only the right Joy-Con controls the aim. So I'm really working on that in the single player, trying to get the aim down for that. It definitely works better for the sniper rifle, which you have to use in some of the the single player missions. And I'm absolutely terrible with it, with uh, aiming the traditional way with the the thumbstick. So I, I think I got the got to the point where I'm somewhat effective with the sniper rifle with the motion controls. So, uh, but it's definitely uh, it's definitely a little bit jarring. I still say they should have gone with the Breath of the Wild type aiming. I think that would have been a lot easier, but. It's not bad. Not bad at all.
1: Are people still upset about the salmon run times?
0: Uh, I haven't really heard anything about that. I mean, you, there's the odd comment and the Nintendo switch Reddit about salmon run times. Um, but I think people have kind of moved on at this point from that. People are upset about the, the last Splatfest fest more than more than that. And how it was 70 or three to one Mayo or three to one ketchup to Mayo players. Maybe they, they should actually do
1: some uh, some some sort of uh, bonus to people who pick the, the less populated.
0: Well, the, usually that's more a more effective strategy is to choose the less populated one because a smaller p- smaller player base will have uh, generally like more skilled players, and they they ended up winning more of the matches. Uh, but they actually I wanted to do this for nimble bits, but they announced the next Splatfest, which I believe is going to be in early September. It's going to be which superpower would you prefer flying or invisibility? So that's,
1: that's a tough one.
2: Why? No, it isn't.
1: What? Yes, it is. That's it's really
2: tough. A, no, it is. Dan would choose invisibility, right? Oh, God. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and
0: said, it was funny because someone on Reddit is like, yeah, I would choose invisibility. Flying just makes you look like a jackass.
2: I mean, yeah, he's not wrong. Look, actually, look at
1: me—I'm flying. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I think if I chose flying, though, it would keep me a good, honest person. If I chose invisibility, I see, I would—I'd probably, probably turn to the dark side pretty quick.
0: Oh, would you? I would just use it. I mean, I—I I always dreamed of a uh, superhero. Me being a uh, superhero named Reclusive Man, and that would—you know—I could finally turn into Reclusive Man if I was had the ability to turn in, invisible. You know. Mm, okay with the superpower of avoiding contact with other people
1: okay so now you have a family (laughs) right right so you can't like i don't mean them you can't totally tune out i don't mean i
0: don't mean my family i mean everyone else
1: well you kind of do that already anyway (laughs) it's
0: hard though (laughs) you get people coming to your door you take the dog out to poop and people walking by try to talk to you you know that sort of thing
1: try to be neighbor neighborly and you just want nothing nothing
0: no i want nothing to do with that I'm with you there. F that noise. But anyway.
1: You guys. Yeah.
0: So that's all I played. Anything else? Should we get into feedback?
1: Let's hit the feedback. Feedback it is. I think we have four submissions. Do we really? Wow. Well, the one from Friday would be for this week, too.
0: Yep. That's the first one. Okay, yep. Uh, So the first one is from Tate, who also wrote in last week, says, hey, guys, hope you're all doing well. It was pretty cool to hear you guys reading my message and giving thorough responses to it last week. It was cool to hear you guys talking to me after I've been listening to this podcast all summer long. Thanks for the feedback. I'll be sure to to take my galactic readiness seriously when I hit Mass Effect 3. Once again, I have a couple questions for you guys. Uh, Number one, I often fantasize uh, myself as well as collectively as well as collectively with my brothers about certain game concepts plot lines and time periods that would make for cool game experiences. Most recently I've been into Vikings as I've watched the Netflix series, the last kingdom, which I think I remember Corey saying he has watched. So I thought about an RPG that is solely Viking based where you start as a customizable Viking in your home village, but must leave to start your own journey to becoming a legendary Viking who conquers lands and other kingdoms and can recruit people to follow you and build a Viking empire, including of course a badass ship element where you have your own customizable ship and can have other ships in your fleet. This concept uh, would be pretty badass, in my opinion. So have you guys ever thought of a concept for a game that has stuck with you uh, and wish a company would produce? And then number two, I'm curious about your game giveaways. Are these games only for PC, or are there games for Xbox and pl- or PlayStation as well? I have an Xbox One, so in the slight chance I might win the drawing, I want to know what kind of games are being given out. Thanks, you guys. Rock, tape from Utah. All right, so fantasy game concepts.
1: Didn't we do that? I feel like we had this
0: a uh... couple times. Yeah.
1: Hmm. But I can't remember any of my ideas.
0: No, I know. That's why we need to revisit it. <laughs> Cause I'm the same way. I don't remember. Oh, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, Corey, but like a, a new baseball stars. Yeah. Uh, with kind of modern graphics, but like old style gameplay, I think yeah. would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know baseball stars where you of course from winning tournaments you get money, you use that money to buy uh buy both new players and upgrade your players' abilities. Um, I think in like an indie studio doing that would be would be amazing. I can't think of who would we want to do that?
2: Concerned ape
0: concerned ape concerned ape's busy trying to get uh Stardew Valley onto the switch right now.
2: I don't know, I think concerned ape is busy laying on a pile of money that too (laughs) so
0: so is the guy who uh this is another nibble bit i wanted to have the guy who did uh player unknown battlegrounds that sold seven million copies that's incredible million copies it had six thousand six hundred thousand concurrent players the other day
2: crazy it's like the guy who made daisy and then just peaced out after he made boatloads of money yeah it's like yeah bye uh at was adam hall Adam, yeah something hall
0: i think it's hall something hall um we've talked about this before but i would like to see uh from software do a legend of zelda game in the souls vein I think that that'd would be, be awesome cool. uh, most of my stuff is like crossover stuff with uh properties that i already know in like a different different game type yeah um, uh, and one of them actually that that's coming out soon is mario versus Rabbids kingdom battle yeah. Which is like XCOM, but with Mario and and Rabbids, which I'm not as familiar with. Yeah,
3: that's, I think that's
0: an stuff. awesome idea. You know, as long as it's done well.
2: I mean, I've had a couple. My opinion on Bethesda has since changed, but for the longest time, I've wanted a like a legit zombie survival RPG made by Bethesda. Mm-hmm. I always thought that would be pretty good. Yeah, uh, Pokemon MMO, Pokemon or. or a uh what's that po- game called po- pokemon moba yeah thank you moba so like an mmo or a moba for pokemon i've th- always thought that would be pretty sweet or like a full-fledged which we are now going to be getting uh pokemon game for a, a console yeah they they drop that little little tease it blows my mind that they won't do an mmo for pokemon yeah you know how much money they would make yeah, make it like a Nintendo Switch exclusive. Oh my god, I would, I'd buy multiple
0: copies. There, there, there'd be riots in Japan
2: because <laughs> of that
0: the, the Switch cannot stay in stock in Japan. Yeah. Uh, I saw an article that that some store had gotten like a hundred some units of the Nintendo Switch, and there were three thousand people waiting outside the store to try. Oh my god! Holy crap! Wow, that's insane. I guess I, I guess at least here the stock numbers have come up a little bit so. If you're looking for one, I I think now is the time to get one um, before I, all the big fall releases start coming out.
2: I actually saw a post on Reddit where a guy got a Switch and he got one of the only ones they got in that day and had a lot of people people really upset at him. Oh, really? Wait, yeah, like waiting for it. Yeah. Uh I, I know GameStop has is going
0: to have some in stock. Uh Toys R Us I think is going to have some stock over the next few days too. So, um but anyway, Game Concepts we have anything else i
1: don't know i, I wish i read this for thing. another earthbound style game you know another yeah, a uh, modern day modern rpg day role-playing game that's and not, again that's, that's not an, called persona
0: that's that's something that uh an indie studio would do really good at you know yeah. i know undertale is really well kind of yeah. in that
1: vein but oh shut up
0: you liked undertale
1: <laughs> it's no, not the no, same no. yeah i was it was grammar policing you no what did i it's say really good would, oh, do, yeah. would do would do really good at that.
0: <laughs> really good?
1: No, but I was just did... getting you back because you got me earlier.
0: Well, that was a Game of Thrones joke. Yeah. Whenever you say last, you're supposed to correct by saying fewer. Fewer. <laughs> Stannis did it twice and Davos did it once.
1: Uh-oh. What does that mean? What's the theory that can be born out of that, Dan?
0: Just that Stannis is a hard ass and needs to correct people's grammar. There you go. That's all. Anywho.
1: Yeah, I got nothing on the concept. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Boo.
1: I'll think about it. I'll, uh, I'll mull it over. I mean, they already made our, our Pokemon mobile game.
0: Yeah. That we predicted before it came out. Yep. What episode was that again? Tito had it.
1: No idea. We could look at, we could read through his feedback. Cause I'm pretty sure he emailed it to us. So he
0: did, he dug it up. Yeah. He had actually been like just listening to that episode when we, We're trying to figure out which one it was. Uh, Oh, also, for our game giveaways, they are PC games. They're for Steam. Um, A lot of them are indie games and will run on a toaster, as it's called. So if you have, like, a laptop, Um, even if you have, like, a Mac, a lot of – sometimes those games run on Macs, too. So uh, there's that.
1: And even if you aren't interested or can't play it or whatever, uh, you can still take the code and give it to somebody, you know, who plays computer games or – Put it up on your Facebook, you know, you never yeah. know. Some of the games are crappy, uh, and we openly admit that, but I think that's part of the fun of the, the drawing, you know. But, you,
0: yeah, the dice roll yeah. for the games you're going to
1: get. Some of them are good. Some of them are real, real junky.
2: Freedom Frieza or whatever.
1: It kind of makes it fun for us, you know.
2: Freedom, Freedom Fairy Frieza?
0: Fairy,
1: Fairy Bloom Frieza. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> that's come up the last couple of weeks. Yeah. I would like to set, uh, see more games set in uh, Roman, Roman Empire. I feel like, uh, other than Rise: Son of Rome, there's not a lot of games mm. set in Roman Empire times.
2: That
1: and brings up a fantastic. Good, that brings up a good point too, Dan. More medieval games without fantasy elements. Yeah,
0: yeah. More historical type of stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's also the Total War series, uh, but I would like to see like like an RPG, like a third person action RPG set in in the Roman times.
1: How about a medieval survival role-playing uh, game?
0: Where you're like a, a, a forest outlaw.
1: And you have to you have to become a knight. Yeah.
0: That'd be like, cool. Like Robin Hood.
1: West. Yeah.
0: That, that's, that's a good idea. All right. So that was from Tate in Utah. I'm Actually, sure we'll revisit that at some point.
2: I have a concept for a game. let so there's this one ring of power, and two hobbits get it, and they're tasked with taking it all the way to this one mountain where they have to throw it into the lava. Mm. So what they do is they get a uh, a group like a fellowship to help escort them.
1: No, the there, no, no, not enough romance. It would, it would not, never it's work. Not gonna,
0: it's not gonna fly in today's today's media climate. We can,
2: we can make the two hobbit culture climbing. romance each other. Mm.
1: Can Can one of the Fannings play uh, Dakota or L L El Fanning Ellie Fanning play a uh, a hobbit? Maybe sure, get that
2: for sure.
0: Okay. <laughs> I mean, B- Bieber's got to be in that movie somewhere. He'll be the elf.
1: There you go. How do Perfect. we get the Kardashians to tweet about it?
2: <laughs> I don't know. You have to get Kylie Jenner in on it. Mm. Isn't that Tyga's girl?
1: I don't know, Will. You're asking the wrong guy.
2: I think I'm asking the right guy. <laughs>
1: I have no... First of all, zero interest in the relationships of celebrities. Uh, second of all, I have no idea about the relationships of any celebrities. I didn't know what's his name and what's her name. were a couple and now they're getting a divorce. I'm like, I didn't even know they were together.
0: That's how I am too.
1: My girlfriend was telling me, who is it now? I, know, I can't, literally I can't remember. Think...
0: If it's not in Game of Thrones, I, I avoid it like the plague for the most part.
1: Yeah, I mean... Video games. Slippers are the last people we should be looking up to.
2: I don't know, Corey, because all that stuff on is on Snapchat all the time.
1: Yeah, but I don't I don't pay attention to it anymore. I actually have a, a rule. Um, as much as I might want to, I'm not allowed to, to touch those. is <laughs> there clickbait. Yeah. it's and i know it, that and... it's ben affleck
0: and jennifer lopez right cory that's who who was together and got a divorce ben and jen i didn't know
1: they were married are they married
0: they were a long time ago oh. when i actually might have heard about what was going on with that sort of stuff so anywho uh so the next is from idaho jake says hey guys i haven't wrote in a while i have been lazy i've been playing a ton of marvel heroes omega for me this game is addicting i couldn't help myself uh but i watched the leak game of thrones i don't You're blame you sick
1: me. It's, man jake
0: it's it's really tempting it, it really is. is but i is. i've been able to not uh and it's mostly because the poor quality of the videos if i could get it in full 1080p i might end up watching it
1: what what makes you think it's poor quality the, i
0: i've read they're only like 360p really yeah i
1: thought they leaked on the the hbo now in another country
0: they did. Oh, that was the most recent one. I don't know if the quality is good or not of the, the captures.
1: I would think I it did. would, you know, it would be the full. I'm trying to now. avoid, avoid it at all costs. Because yeah, I won't. I won't watch it. Maybe if I, I was do, sitting around with nothing to do, I'd watch it. But
0: yeah, I probably wouldn't even do that. Just feel dirty, you know. Yeah, Not too dirty, but a little bit dirty. <laughs> now for this day in gaming history, 1999 NFL Blitz 2000 was released On the Nintendo 64 and 2012, Sleeping Dogs were released. Thanks, guys, and I can't wait to hear the recap.
1: That's right, because I got Sleeping Dogs as one of my games with my PC.
0: And it was also surprisingly good. I thought so, anyway.
1: I liked it, too. Good to hear from you, Jake. It's always a pleasure to hear from Jake.
0: Uh, next is from tito oh t- is this considered feedback sure tito's he says i'll take the secret order three let's try to get rid of these crappy games
1: we had That's... two people write to us within a span of half an hour with their overdue game requests what Oh, are got... the odds of that
0: gotcha yeah, is totally... that is that considered feedback is no. my question no right so tito's and alex are not
1: i think i think our rule was it has to be conversation worthy right
0: gotcha yes i think you're right
1: or at least informant in for infotainment of some sort right yep yep that works so okay. it's the two then right yep t- tate and jake tate and jake all right let's go to our random number generator this is my favorite part of the episode game giveaway between one would be Tate and two would be Jake. And the winner is Jake. And hope so. With his triumphant return to feedback, Jake wins a game. So one to 208. First one up is 87. Cherry Tree High Complete Pack. That There's one of them. What is with these kids? I swear google's messing with us i swear their random number generator is bunk
0: <laughs> that's how i felt playing xcom
2: bullshit. i rage quit that game completely because of that bullshit
1: yeah xcom is terrible no it's, uh, it's not number, terrible it's just it's, it's the it's random terrible. number ge- whatever uh, xcom 2 is terrible yeah number two nuclear throne that's a good one yeah that is a fine addition to this list jake Game number three, one sixty-four. Trying to complete story. That's a good one too. Nice. That's a great game. The complete story stuff is awesome. Will and I played through that together. I remember. It's good stuff. Game number four, one eighty. Tiny and big in Grandpa's leftovers.
0: Had that one before. I have that game in my Steam library.
1: Is that any good? I haven't played it, but it looks good. I think it's well reviewed. And the last one, 206 Kingdom New Lands Royal Edition. Mm-hmm.
0: That's a that's a solid game. I know you played it and didn't like it, Corey. But it's, it's,
1: that's a 2D. Yep.
0: Yeah, I didn't like that. That's one of the ones that's coming out on Switch soon that I'm going to buy immediately. Okay. When it comes up, because I feel like that's a perfect game for the Switch.
1: From this list, I'm probably going with... If I were picking, I would pick Nuclear Throne. Only because I've already played Trine 2. Uh, and I've heard good things about Nuclear Throne. But if I haven't hadn't played Trine 2, I would definitely pick Trine 2. That's a great game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good list of games right there. Okay. Yep. Uh, so next week's episode, we will start our fall games preview. Next week, we'll do scheduled releases. Starting with September, September, October, November, December. Uh, and then we'll do unscheduled releases, most likely. Uh, doesn't seem to be as many releases this year, all th- other than October is jam-packed. So I was reviewing my game purchases list, and October's going to be a tough, tough month.
2: Did Fire Emblem get a release date yet? Yeah, like October. Okay. I think it's the 13th. Oh, my God. That's a rough month, you're right. <laughs> well, I texted Corey the games
0: that I'm definitely going to buy. I'll, I'll look it up real quick, just, just kind of curiosity.
2: Cu- I'm curious what you're getting, to be honest. Middle, Middle of Earth, Shadow of War, South Park, Fractured Butthole, Fire Emblem Warriors,
0: Mario Odyssey, and Wolfenstein. Mario Odyssey and Wolfenstein come out on the same day, which I believe is the 29th or 28th or...
2: Twenty something, twenty fifth, twenty seventh, twenty seventh. Assassin's Creed Origins that day too. I know you're not interested, but I kind of
0: am. I'm interested, but I like. There's just too much coming out. I won't. There's no way I'll be able to get that too. Because Destiny might... Two also comes out in October on PC. So if I decide to get that, that'll be another October purchase.
2: This might be the first year that I really use Steam sharing with you, Dan. That's fine. I do not mind when you guys use my games at all. The thing that it, sucks is I have to buy the Switch games like myself.
1: Is yeah. the Call of Duty title just World War Two? Yes. To have an actual title. World, World War, War II. Or, War II. What they're going. Interesting. I'm looking forward to what that's all about.
2: Is it sad that that's one of the only games I'm definitely buying? Yeah, that's sad. <laughs> Call of Duty, bro. They always oh. seem to get me.
0: All right, so after the episode, we are going to me and Corey going to be doing our Game of Thrones recap, but also me, Corey, and Will are going to do a Pyre spoiler discussion. Uh, should I do the Game of Thrones one first and then the Pyre one? No, I well, I I mean, we'll record the Pyre one first. I I can just switch them when I'm okay. recording. Do you think that's how I should arrange it, Corey? I want it, I want people to know before I do it. Probably. Okay, so the Game of Thrones will be first, because I can imagine there'll be more people listening to spoilers, wanting to listen to spoilers for Game of Thrones as opposed to Pyre.
1: Yeah, and if people are just scrubbing through to listen to the outro so they can listen to Game of Thrones, then that would be better. Right, it'll be
0: right there instead of... Yeah, okay. I gotcha. So yeah. um, I think that's everything, right? That's it. That'll do it for episode 317 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Well, Don't worry. Thanks for listening and get out of my basement. One, two, three, four. All right. Welcome everyone to mine and Corey's recap of season seven, episode five of game of Thrones called East watch. Um, getting right into it. So the episode starts uh, no surprise here. It shows Braun dragging Jamie out of the river uh, in the reach, I guess, or I guess it's right. Not far outside of King's landing where this area is. Um, and a lot of people thought that it seemed out of character for Bron to save Jamie from the dragon at the end of uh, episode four. But I didn't think so because I, I figured there was a selfish reason for it. And it turns out there was Uh Bron wants to get what he's owed from Jamie. And what?
1: Who didn't know that? What? Who, who I, I don't know. I just figured that I that saw
0: on Reddit. A lot of people were like, Oh, that that's not, that's not a Bron, a That's not a Bron thing to do.
1: It absolutely is.
0: Well, that's what I said. I was like, I thought it was for a selfish reason. And uh, he even says, you know, you're not you're not allowed to have a dragon kill you. You're not allowed to have anyone kill you. Uh, Only I can kill you until I get what I'm owed. Uh, So I thought that was completely in character, you know. Sure. So. There was that. Uh, then and that's
1: uh, go ahead. Since we're on the subject, that's not yeah. what pulled me out of that scene. What pulled me out of that scene is how they traveled a mile from the battle. Oh, underwater, seemingly underwater based on how yeah. they came up for air. You know, like, yeah. holy crap! It, All right. it
0: definitely it definitely had to be a distance from from the battle because there was no like scouts or anything like looking for them. So they had, well, they to, got be, away, yeah. they had to be a distance anyway. Um, so yeah, nearby, um, Danny's rounding up all the Lannister soldiers as prisoner. Uh, she's got Drogon behind her on a little, little rocky outcropping, uh, looking intimidating as ever. Uh, so she rounds up everyone, tells them, I'm not, uh, I'm not here to, to murder you for no reason. I just want everyone to bend the knee, or that if you don't, then I'll murder you. Uh, so a bunch of people knee when Drogon s- sets out a roar, but you see, uh, Good old Randall Tarly, not not bending the knee, so he ends up getting burned alive along with Dickon. Uh, refuses to bend the knee, refuses to go to the wall. Which Tyrion Tyrion tried to plead for for Randall Tarly and uh, and Dickon too, for the mad mad Queen Daenerys to not burn them alive, uh, but they they refused and were stubborn and were burned alive. I was actually surprised that this ended up happening. I don't know if you were Corey.
1: I was a little bit surprised. Um... Cool scene overall, yeah. But uh, Dickon surprised me more than Randall. Mm-hmm. You know, Randall's an old guy. Yep, but set his ways. Wasn't he also loyal to uh, Rhaegar?
0: Yeah, yeah. He fought on on their. He was the only one that beat Robert ro- Robert uh, Robert Baratheon in a battle during the yes. Robert Rebellion. Know.
1: So why was he? Why was he suddenly with the Lannisters and unwilling to? rejoin targaryens
0: i i don't know i'm not i'm not sure he says he, he says he doesn't like that I, I, part of it is i think he doesn't like that the the invasion force is largely foreign and at this point it's all foreign it's all the unsullied and, and dothraki since Dorne and and the reach were almost completely taken out of it um, by cersei's early maneuverings yeah so
3: yeah, carry on. Interesting,
0: interesting stuff. Um, then on Dragonstone, I think this is how everything goes. I'm I'm reading a recap. I keep meaning to take notes, and I just never get around to it. Uh, I don't like to be distracted when I'm watching. I like to pick up all the details if I if I can. So John is standing on the and in, and in, in, uh on the cliffs, brooding, overlooking the ocean like like he do. And uh, Danny comes rolling up on on Drogon. Drogon ends up kind of charging Jon Snow as he's standing on the corner, Uh, slows up, sniffs him, kind of starts cooing like a Uh, pet. Purring like a kitty. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, But he reaches his big, big old dragon snout down and lets lets Jon pet him, Mm. which is... A little, a little interesting. Uh, the only people, obviously, to touch the dragons to this point were Daenerys herself and Tyrion when he freed Rhaegal and Viserion when they were in the in the dungeons of Marine, so or buried in the temple of Marine. Uh, and da- Daenerys is definitely uh, surprised that uh, John is able to touch the dragons. So they they have a quick conversation. It's interrupted by the return of Sir Jorah Mormont. Makes his friend zone return. Uh, obviously, Daenerys is happy to see him.
1: He's not, I don't think he's friend zoned.
0: It didn't seem like it in this episode.
1: I didn't think uh, he was before. She, I mean, she was crying when she sent him away.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's tough to say because there was definitely more of a, in the books, there was definitely more of a love thing going on between Daenerys and, and Jorah.
1: I still uh-huh. get that vibe in the show. I mean, who who do you think has has her heart more than Jorah?
0: Now? Yeah. Jon Snow.
1: No way. They they're
0: they kidding. want the way they look each other in the eyes. They're, no, they want to bang.
1: I don't see it at all. I think I think we're projecting a little bit here. Honestly,
0: it, I mean, a little bit of it is wishful thinking. No doubt.
1: Yeah. But, I th- and I think part of uh, the way that that scene was blocked uh, and edited was to to demonstrate that point you know the way it seemed like they were about to have a moment and then Jorah shows up and we're immediately you know that moment's ripped out from underneath us and she's having a moment with Jorah all of a sudden John is looking on like you know
0: as the not outsider. upset or
1: not, not even as the outsider just like okay you know like yeah. it wasn't I don't know I think that he does was intentional for
0: that reason. yeah he he does the make make the connection though telling uh Jorah that he he served under his father. the wall and and what a a great uh, great man G.R. Mormont was
1: did you feel like there was um, speaking of that a few too many of those like oh this is how we know each other great like just quick
0: yeah I mean yeah those yeah they definitely could have been fleshed out uh, because I I even think it would have been interesting if Jorah had mentioned uh, since he knows John served under G.R. Mormont that, that Sam Tarly was the one who cured him yeah, uh, you know, Jorah does know that he is from the wall because uh, he uh, the reason why he attempted to cure Jorah was because it was Gior Mormont's son. So, right. yeah, yeah, I would have liked to have seen that that connection.
1: Definitely. No time for that. Let's just come nope. on. Let's get nope. <laughs> straight to the action.
0: Yeah. Fast and Furious is, is the way this the season's gone so far. Um, so, yeah, that was that scene uh, briefly in Winterfell. You see Bran uh, warging into some some Ravens and they fly up northeast oh, through through Eastwatch and uh, come across the Army of the Dead, who was very slowly on the march to Eastwatch. Uh, the, the the jokes have been, you know, that the they're just waiting for the plot to get to the point where they're, it's time for them to invade. invade but <laughs> they were definitely uh, shambling when they were when they were marching, um, walking, walking very slowly. Who knows? But yeah, the uh, the Night King ends up scattering the ravens, and uh, Brand says it's time to uh, send some ravens.
1: Do you think? Uh, do you think that was caused by the Night King? Do you think he has some power to block Brand's? Probably. War- war- wogging, or is was that Brand just being like, "Holy shit!" Backing. I, I mean, up. it could it
0: could be it could be that. Now that you mention it, definitely could be that.
1: Yeah, I wonder, uh, uh, I, I, the reason why I ask is I wonder if the purpose of that scene was to demonstrate like who has the the mind power over the other. So if there's this future clash, you know,
0: yeah, clash of uh, of extra sight people, yeah, yeah, sort of like a psionics battle, like we yeah. used to have in uh, uh, Palladium. Riffs 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 too yeah uh back in Dragonstone so uh Varys and Tyrion are are sitting there lamenting about what happened with Randall Tarly uh Varys has the the note from um what's his face uh from Bran the the scroll uh it's a interesting moment because Tyrion's obviously unhappy that Daenerys went and burned uh burned what's his Randall Tarly and Dickon Tarly and, and took out a mostly took out another great head, the heads of a great family, uh, in the, in the kingdoms. And Varys has a nice line, how, uh, you know, how he justified it to himself by saying it wasn't me doing the burning, uh, you know, trying to get Tyrion to be like, look, you know, Tyrion, you gotta, you gotta rein this woman in. She can't be burning noble families like this. So, uh, it was weird, weird to see, uh, Varys drink wine too. You definitely was, could tell he wasn't he wasn't feeling the the vibe in Dragonstone at that moment.
1: It's good to see Tyrion drink some wine.
0: Tyrion, yeah, Tyrion drinking wine. Uh, there was a funny line though at the end of that scene where um, Tyrion asked Varys what 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 the note says, and he's like, "It's from the, it's for the king in the north. It's sealed." Tyrion takes a <laughs> sip of wine. He's like, "What's it say?"
1: <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was. Uh, and
0: Varys is like, "Nothing good."
1: One that of was the few good scenes in this episode uh, oh you you didn't like any of the other scenes really i thought this episode was real bad
0: oh did you okay yeah
1: yeah i didn't like it very much
0: i didn't think it was bad i thought it was it definitely had a different feel to it than a lot of the other episodes uh but i feel like it was we were back to a setup episode to set up
1: which was nice but i just think so much of the writing was just too loose and like just like we talked a little bit about the 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 quick like meetings and, and associations and oh, this is how we know each other. Good. Let's move on. And then yeah. I don't know. And just
0: character wonder, motivations,
1: all that kind of stuff. Like, I,
0: I wonder what the reasoning was for having these shortened seasons. You know, and why know. did why did they need to shoehorn everything, all, all this heard... stuff into six Seven episodes and then six next season.
1: I heard something somewhere that like they're averaging about six million per episode, which really isn't that much. So I can't imagine money would be the the. I can't
0: imagine they're not back. making that
1: back. Oh yeah, not even close.
0: There was ten. Uh, they set another record for Game of Thrones. Ten point six million people watched last week's episode. The night it aired too, not not later. But the night it aired, that's a lot of people watching a premium cable television show, you know, not yeah. just on cable, but premium cable. But anywho. Yeah, I didn't dislike the episode, but it, it definitely wasn't as good as like last week's episode. Um, Like I said, it's just it's it just feels a, a little rushed. And I'm just wondering why, why the why the seven episodes instead
1: of 10? Yeah, I don't know. Go on. Sorry to interrupt yeah. your flow. No,
0: that's that's fine. Um. So yeah, the oh, Vera says, you know, T- Tyrion, you need to keep her from becoming the mad mad queen. So, um, I think that comes later, though. Yeah, King's Landing. Oh, Jamie. Jamie goes rolling back into King's Landing to talk to his, these. Are this is probably a little bit out of order, but whatever. Um, where was I?
1: Tyrion, you mean?
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yes, we're, we're still on Dragonstone, not quite King's Landing yet. So, Tyrion comes up with the genius plan, um, uh, to have some way of getting proof to Cersei because they, they're, he wants to, or no, I'm sorry. No, that's not it. He wants to get a message to, to Jamie, uh, yeah, wants to get a message to Jamie. Oh, no, this is this is where they come up with the plan. I'm getting <laughs> totally confused. My brain is really tired at this point, in case you didn't notice. It's
1: all okay, right. So it's better than my memory.
0: So, yeah, Tyrion uh, comes up with the plan to get a white. From up north and uh, take it to see Cersei so that they can have Tyrion wants to have an armistice. He wants the hostilities to stop because uh, he's he's conflicted, obviously, because the side he's on is trying to kill uh, specifically his brother that he doesn't want to see harmed. So uh, his idea is to have an armistice probably to buy more time, I would think. Right. Mm-hmm. And hopefully he can get the details sorted out when they're not fighting each other, but fighting the the North. So uh, yeah, Jon Snow and Jorah decide that they're going to go, go capture a white and bring it back to King's Landing. Uh, but first Tyrion wants to Tyrion knows that Jamie's the only one that Cersei listens to, really, or one of the few. Uh, at least it's someone that he he thinks he can talk to. So uh, he wants to get smuggled into King's Landing by by Ser Davos. Um but yeah, Jamie talks to Cersei at some point during this episode and says, you know, this is not this is not something we can win. They used one dragon. And it ripped us to shreds. I'm paraphrasing, of course. But one dragon ripped us to shreds. What's going to happen when she uses all three? The Dothraki are unbeatable in yeah. their current state because of the amount of people.
1: They do it for sport.
0: They kill for sport, yeah. So uh, Cersei's like, ah, you know, what, what are we supposed to do? Just fight? Or just bend the knee or, or fight? You know, either way we're going to die. So we might as well fight. Uh, so yeah,
1: then... Um, is that when she reveals her little secret? No, surprise? that's
0: later. I think. Okay. Yeah, this is after the Tyrion meeting. Gotcha. So, you right. Yep. Um. Yeah. So so Davos. Uh, just a quick scene of Davos smuggling Tyrion in. Says, uh, you know, you better hurry up. I've got I've got business in in. Uh, Flea Bottom is where, he, where Davos is going. So so hurry up. Uh, we got to get back here. So they get in. Uh Braun brings Jamie down under the premise of training with him because Jamie's still not very good with a sword in his left hand. Uh but it turns out that he wanted to meet he wanted Tyrion set up with Braun to meet meet with Jamie to discuss the their their plan from there. Um it's, it's a again a shortened scene. It could have been could have been better if it was longer. Yeah. Um, but you know Tyrion said, you know
1: we saw all I th- the I un- th- interesting parts of the conversation.
0: Yeah, I mean, it started to get interesting when when Tyrion started to go into the think I wanted to be born this way. Yeah. Uh, a, fa- a father wanted to have me killed even though he knew for a fact I was innocent. Um,
1: I wish and that Jamie, had... Jamie cuts him off by saying, what do you want? And that's where yeah. the scene cuts. That's it.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, they could have let that one marinate for a little longer. It's funny that's because... An interesting
1: what interesting conversation.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Because uh, that's been building the entire show, is that... And I thought it was expertly acted by Peter Dinklage. You know, mm-hmm. you can almost sense like that coming from his, like his being, you know, yeah. like just the way he kind of snarls, well, Jamie. I
1: mean, to, to, to be fair, uh, Peter, Dinklage probably, is... he probably
0: had to deal with some of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so yeah, then Jamie goes and tells, uh, tells Cersei that he met with Tyrion and, uh Cersei doesn't seem surprised she knew about it she also allowed it to happen um because you know she 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 mentions that she knows everything important that goes on in King's Landing so but she says it would be beneficial to her because they're losing the war so an armistice or understanding that they could come to temporarily would be beneficial uh and she reali- r- reveals to Jamie that she's pregnant again um
1: is she actually pregnant, Dan? What do you think? I think does, so. Does she sense Jamie slipping away? What a good way to.
0: There, there is that, but oh, anytime we go down that sort of road, we end up being disappointed. Yeah. Because it's literally what it, what it was meant to be and not something, <laughs> something deeper. You know? Uh,
1: however, my immediate reaction to her saying this was well, this is how the prophecy is going to come true.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of people that that think
1: that definitely. Because the baby's going to kill her. Right. And, and it's going to be because of Jamie, right? right? Yeah. That was my immediate like
0: because he got got that. her pregg- preggers. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We shall see. I, I I'm I actually hope I'm I'm kind of half rooting for Cersei.
1: Uh, I I don't know. I kind of am too only uh only because this whole like Assemble your RPG team. That's going on with the <laughs> Dragonstone stuff is kind of. I think it's just bad, and it's yeah. just it's kind of refreshing to go back to King's Landing where uh, the acting is always on point and the the scenes are relatively well. At least the Cersei scenes are relatively well done.
0: Yeah. So there's that. Uh, oh, and Fleabottom. So the Davos Davos ends up going to Flea Bottom to uh seek out Gendry. Um Gendry's been uh a smith for the Lannisters. Um, yeah, it's uh he he's like he said he didn't know where to find him. He thought he might still be rowing, which is a funny nod to uh all the Gendry still rowing memes.
1: You know, so what bothered me about that, um first of all, if if that's if that fan service line was placed in a good episode, I would have appreciated it a lot more, but because right. of all this other weird, I thought it was just a weird episode. Honestly, it didn't feel like game of Thrones to me. Yeah. Uh, and because of like that fan servicey line contributed to that. Uh-huh. Uh, so I didn't really, I mean, I appreciated it because of the, how many seven years I've been watching game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, that was, You know, nice to be rewarded for that. But at the same rate, like the camera lingered just a little too long on Davos. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that could have been a little more subtle. And if people were bothered by the what's his name, the cameo. Taking them out of Game of Thrones. Who's that guy with the singer? Ed Sheeran. Sheeran, Yeah, Ed Sheeran. like, (laughs) how could this not bother you? You know? Yeah.
0: I yeah i mean it didn't it it didn't bother me mostly because i like it's not out of the ordinary for Dallas well, to make a joke like that bother you
1: either though right no not at all yeah and that's not my point all. like that's fine that, yeah. i think you should be more bothered by the fan service where you still been rowing <laughs> you know yeah yeah yeah
0: no that was definitely that was definitely a fan servicey moment yeah uh but like i said not not out of character if it had been out of character i wouldn't i would have uh not appreciated it good point so uh, because Davos does, you know, crack crack the occasional joke.
1: Was it just um, me or was Gendry way too enthusiastic too?
0: Uh yeah, I mean it's it's the type of like again, I I didn't feel like that was super out of character. I mean, once you find out that you're not uh, you know, some commoner, but the uh bastard son of the former king who was a great warrior. Yeah. And you're probably thinking like, I probably should be doing something more important than making swords. Yeah. So, all right. You know, you are uh, like, it's ultimately hard to glean what exactly his motivation is, but I think yeah. he wants, I think he wants to lift himself out of his hodrum drum life that he's led so far. Okay. Anywho. Uh, but yeah, he, uh, he like like waycor like said he's very enthusiastic davos goes to get him uh he he wants him specifically to uh be the armor for winterfell to make the dragonglass weapons um, that doesn't end up happening but he he goes with uh with davos uh and brings along his warhammer which is what was his father's weapon of choice giant warhammer that few people could, i i think of the one that robert baratheon uh wielded in battle was one that most people could barely pick up that's how Big and strong he was apparently. Mm -hmm.
3: Uh,
0: So they're headed out of. Headed out of. uh, King's Landing uh, and Gendry and Davos are down the boat and they see some some gold cloaks rolling up the uh, the. The city guards, I guess, Uh, and Davos makes his smuggling charms known, I guess he, uh, you know, bribes them. And uh, gets him to go away briefly. Uh, and, but Tyrion is coming down at the same time when the guards are, are walking by. And uh, Tyrion obviously is the, the type of character to raise suspicion. A uh, dwarf character or a dwarf guy with a uh, scar on his face uh, raises questions. So the guards start questioning him. And Davos tries to send them off with a bigger bribe. And uh, Gendry smashes their heads in with a hammer. So you get to see his battle prowess.
1: So he's capable
0: with the hammer. He's he's a capable fighter uh, because he knocks their heads in without any trouble. Mm
1: -hmm. So
0: how'd you feel about that scene, Corey? It was okay. Yeah, it was all right. It was it was nice to see Davos in his natural state, I guess. Yeah, Uh, because that's the first time you see that. You only see him as like an advisor, uh, as like a diplomat. You don't you don't see his roots at all in the show. Uh, You see briefly when he smuggles Malisandra into Storm's End to kill Renly. But you don't see you just see him rowing at night. You know, there's no nothing to it. But uh, this was a chance to see. He had the whole bag of tricks worked out, too. You know, he seemed like he was smuggling in uh, fermented crab that was used as like an aphrodisiac for men, uh, which I thought was was a good, good backstory. Um, yeah, it was it was interesting to see Davos in action there.
1: It's kind of like watching me mow the lawn.
0: Yeah, just what you were born to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, back on Dragonstone, Davos has taken Gendry to meet Jon Snow, tells him, you know, your name is you, you don't tell him who you are. You're Clovis. Uh, But as soon as Gendry meets Jon, he tells him who he is, that he's King Robert's bastard uh and that he's there to there to help so he becomes part of the team see so you shaking your head cory go ahead i don't uh,
1: I, I don't i i have to watch it again to be able to articulate my feelings mm-hmm. a little bit better but i just it's just too cute there's too many cute moments it's like oh it's good just good to have you know the second generation together in this jolly this is gonna be fun little party you know going mm-hmm. on a quest together i don't know
3: Sure.
1: Just so random, like this Gendry. I, I know we've met Gendry before, but like all of a sudden now he's like right next to John. And
3: uh, yeah, know.
1: yeah, most people wrote him Fair off. Enough. It's like, well, do we need to even see Gendry again? I don't know. I, I hope I hope he I hope he becomes important. And I hope it's just not a character they brought in just to kill in the next episode. Like Rick on. Yeah, well, that's a little different. That is different. He was, he was just a prisoner and then was killed as a prisoner. Yeah. So,
0: yep. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, and then in the Citadel, uh, you see a group of maesters reading the, the letter from Bran about the white walkers and how they're advancing on the wall. Um, Sam is in there and overhears them talking about it and kind of joking about it. And of course he had met Brandon Stark. So he knew right away who, who the letter was from. Uh, And he tries to enlist the the maesters of the Citadel to, you know, round up their forces, also use all the maesters that that are there to read all the the forbidden scrolls and stuff and try to figure out a way to finally fully defeat the Night King. Um, So they kind of not necessarily come to a compromise, but the archmaester isn't willing to dismiss everything out of hand like the other ones seem to be. Uh, So he writes back to the Maester of Winterfell for clarification on what what specifically he means. Um, So at least he's not writing off Sam. whole cloth, you know, I think he kind of of believes Sam and thinks there's more to what's going on than everyone else seems to think. Uh, And then at night, uh, Gilly's Gilly's reading while Sam is working on copying all the all the old scrolls over to new books and stuff. Uh, and she talks about what the heck was the maester's name? I can't remember now, but uh an old, yeah, maester. An old maester. Yeah. Uh, so she's reading, you know, he counted all the steps in the Citadel. He counted all the windows and Baylor sept. Uh, he even took down how many times he's how many bowel movements, how many poops he has in a day. Uh, but then she asked Sam what and, and she's reading the book. Uh, she asked Sam what an annulment is. And he's, you know, tells her what annulment is, and she's like, "Oh, because Prince Ragger uh, married or ha- had an annulment and married someone else in a secret, uh,
3: ceremony. secret,
0: secret, secret ceremony in Dorne." Uh, and Sam flies off the handle. He, you could tell, he's got a ton of pent-up frustration with the Citadel and the Maesters and how they're not doing anything. So
1: totally ignoring Gilly, by the totally
0: way. ignoring Gilly. But at the same time, I don't know that he would have gotten anything from that. I think the only thing of interest for him there would be about Rhaegar Targaryen yeah. and who he was. I don't know that he would know, like he wouldn't be able to figure out. Yeah. Cause there's nothing more than just the, Hey, had an I It might say like later on in the, in the writing, what, who the, the secret marriage was to, but in what Gilly was reading, there was, there was nothing of that sort in there, but it's, it's a very, of... very important distinction uh, for the, for the ultimate throne of, of or the iron throne yeah who because he is a legitimized targaryen he's not a, a bastard
1: yeah uh, jo- yeah so. you're you're referring to the john snow being a targaryen for yep
0: actual that, targaryen pick up
1: on that part yep yep uh which th- that also doesn't confirm that what that that's the case what do you mean that John Jon Snow like Gilly saying that does not confirm that Jon Snow is a Targaryen. You know, I, I it's circumstantial evidence. It's not proof. Well,
0: yeah, I mean the the readers can piece that together, right? But there there has to be more to it for the for the the people of Westeros to, yeah. to figure it out because yeah. we, we you know we know Lyanna Stark had a baby. Uh, that was the end of of last season. Uh, a baby in secret that was Rhaegar's. Uh, and then this season we learned that they were actually they had actually been that uh, Rhaegar's marriage to Elia Martell was annulled and he married Leanna Stark. Yes. Or supposedly I, they don't would they don't actually say it was Leanna Stark. But like I said, we we kind of gather that.
1: Right. And that's why like people I saw people freaking out on Reddit like, oh, yeah, know finally confirmed and stuff. And it's like, well, it doesn't it doesn't really confirm it. Like it makes sense to us. Yeah. Viewing it outside, but there's so many more hoops that need to be conquered before, like, this whole thing finally comes together.
3: Yeah.
0: I mean, I think ultimately we need a witness, which would be Howland Reed. He was the only one that was there, I right. guess. And still alive. And still alive, yeah. And then maybe some of Brand's, I don't know if you could count Brand's visions as evidence or not, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that all shakes out. But then he uh, he goes into the Citadel, grabs a bunch of books and scrolls and stuff and and pieces out. So I don't know where he's headed. I'm interested to see. (laughs) But he didn't uh, didn't want any more of that Citadel noise. And they're sitting around giggling, you know.
1: Mm -hmm. He's got all the books with him now, though.
0: Yes, he does. A lot of lot of them, a lot of them.
1: I also uh, uh, one part I did like about that scene as somebody who has sat with a significant other and only half paid attention. Mm-hmm. I thought that was.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, scene. the 15,000 15, something nod shits, but it, <laughs> it was actually steps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I, I thought that was a good reveal, though, for that piece of piece of information, the way they did that.
1: It was, yeah, it's cool. And it was, uh, yeah, because they picked the right character to deliver it to the other right character that was only half paying attention. I don't know. Yep. If it was the, the the characters became the story rather than, you know.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, and my wife wondered if it just means that nothing's ever going to be done with any of that information that we know it. But they'll never find out like in Westeros.
1: That's a good point, too. Yeah. And I would almost prefer to see it go that way.
0: Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens to that. Uh, Moving on to Winterfell. So Sansa's listening to some people complain that Jon Snow's gone, saying they should have made her leader. Uh, Arya kind of corners her later and accuses her of wanting more power, I guess. Uh, Secretly half-wishing that Jon doesn't make it back so she could remain leader of Winterfell. Um, Yeah. Then uh, it shows Arya kind of following Littlefinger and spying on him watching his dealings with with different people uh she follows him to like his chambers uh in the maester i think it's maester walcott the maester of, of winterfell hands uh hands him a scroll that he got from maester lewin's books or files or whatever um so little finger goes in his room puts it somewhere and uh leaves Then Arya sneaks in and finds it, and it turns out it's the letter that Sansa wrote to Rob uh, after Ned had been arrested and thrown in the dungeons, uh, just saying to come to King's Landing to bend the knee to the rightful king, Robert, not Robert, uh, Joffrey, Joffrey Joffrey Baratheon, etc., etc., so... Arya takes it, goes out, and you real you realize uh seeing Littlefinger skulking in the corner, that he was leading her along all the way and wanted her to find that. So uh it's clear that he's trying to create some sort of struggle between Sansa and Arya. Um and that that this is that's the one part of the the storylines that I really didn't care much for. I I don't see much purpose she- in any of that stuff. I, I' seems silly I,
1: this little fingers like I, they're destroying little finger yeah everything I, I don't know everything they had built up over the last six seasons i, I just feel like is now gone like little finger is a pathetic weak character i feel like aria knows you know like
0: yeah that i mean i that was that was what i was gonna, gonna say is that my only hope is that Arya knows what he's doing and knows he's quote-unquote leading her on
1: yeah, uh, I, and I kind of hope he, I hope she doesn't. I hope she tries to kill Sansa or something, you know, just for yeah. Littlefinger to have some sort of impact because he's just a, a punk right now. Putzing around Winterfell with. Well, do you think it n- do you doing think it's nothing? That?
0: Do you think it's that or do you think it's he was that all along? And no. just just his his manipulations just aren't working anymore. He's 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 kind of pigeonholed himself into what's going on in Winterfell. He can't play all these sides against each other anymore. So he's trying to play. So now he's just playing
1: one. And now he's just trying to play the Starks like before he was playing all the houses. And now all of a sudden it's just the Starks and he can't handle the most gullible house in all of Westeros. No,
0: no, but I wonder if that's why, because if if he wasn't able to play someone he would just move on to the next one and the next one there was a lot of different sides he could play against each other but now there's not that
3: just and maybe stars. maybe
0: yeah maybe he's struggling to to find an opening and he, that's the only opening he can see so maybe he just wasn't this mastermind after all and i'm kind of getting that feeling about varus too anymore he's he's been mostly ineffective too
1: you're giving them a little too much leeway
0: uh, yeah, I, uh, I I try to do that at times. Think,
1: I know, I, I, I don't <laughs> like to be as bitter as I am um, about this episode, but I just, I had a lot of issues and it just felt like a very weird episode and yeah. I don't know. Absolutely. Somebody, uh, uh, one of the Forbes guys, I think it was one of the Forbes guys, tweeted something along the lines of, in order to write these characters, you have to be as clever as they are. And George R. R. Martin is, if not more so, clever than the character of Littlefinger. Cleverer than the character of Varys. Mm -hmm. But the double Ds probably aren't. Not that they're not good storytellers, because they are. um, But like in terms of like cleverness and and in that aspect of it, maybe that's just part of the issue. There's no more source material for them to go on, and they're just they're not as clever as Littlefinger. You know. Right. So they're writing. They're they're writing him as clever as they can make him, and it's just
0: no. Nah. Which is not very much so.
1: No. I don't know. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting point. But
0: that is interesting. Hmm. Uh, and then the ultimately the last scene. It's uh, John and Jorah and Gendry uh, arrive at Eastwatch. Uh, they have a conversation with Tormund at the table. Tormund seems disappointed that they didn't bring Brienne along, uh, which is nice. Um, but the, there's also some more people there. The uh, Brotherhood Without Banners, the Leaders, The Hound, Barak Dundarian, and Thoros of Mir are in the, the dungeons in East, East Watch. Uh, they kind of uh, get together and point fingers at each other for a minute because obviously some of those guys have good reasons to hate each other. Uh, yeah. But they decide so to team up.
1: Sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say more please to like just more of that.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, I mean,
1: I feel like if it was, you. I it hate was, you. I should kill you, but I'm not going to let's yeah. party up. Join our party.
0: I feel like if it was uh, an earlier Game of Thrones, they'd be holding knives at, at each other's throats. And there
1: would well, be three episodes of them figuring out who each other was. And
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I once again, I feel like that's a lot of the problem is they're just trying to cram too much. And well, I again, I, I don't I don't understand why they decided they needed Seven episodes and then six episodes. It's just why if they're rushing for everything.
1: Yep, there's definitely but, not but enough episodes maybe, left to tie maybe, everything as ni- nicely as I want it to be tied. Yeah,
0: maybe maybe that part of the reason is they don't feel like they can once again write as well as make make it as interesting as George R. R. Martin could have. You know, yeah. maybe they don't think they can do it justice, so they'll speed everything along and. Have an easier time tying up all these different loose ends, but they decide to work together and uh, head north of the wall. And the episode ends with them walking into the blowing snows north of the wall.
1: Reminded me of Magitech yeah. armor marching towards Narsh.
0: Oh yeah, uh, yep. I got that feeling a little bit too. Reminded <laughs> me a few of a few things, like I had, like I had seen something like that before.
3: Yeah,
0: but
1: yeah, I'm dying who's coming back as the white Dan Gendry
0: oh you think what it's going to be one of the part a lot of people think it's going to be one of the party members that's yeah. going to be the white and that they're just Got going to, to take whoever that is back I don't know I don't really want to see anyone die um,
1: well it can't be John it can't be the hound Thoros it could probably. be Jorah
0: could be Jorah although if you think well if you think I, I think uh, Daenerys is going to come and save whoever's left with their dragons
1: well yeah it could be um, also I think you know uh, Daenerys has been questioning Tyrion's abilities yeah. and if, if Jorah dies on this mission uh, she will further question Tyrion to the point of pushing him out maybe yeah which I think would make for good storytelling but I don't
0: know I mean I, I, mean, I think it's a bad plan it's an awful plan. Um, it's not a but, Game but,
1: of Thrones plan.
0: Well, but at the same time, like I feel like T- uh, at least Tyrion made it seem like that's the only course of action they have. Like they need to prove it doesn't like we know that it doesn't seem like they need to prove to Cersei that this was what's going to happen. But I think Tyrion thinks that he needs to prove to Cersei that that's what's going to happen. Um, and really, the only way to do that is with actual proof. So I don't know if they think it, they all think it's a good plan. I think it's. They think it's their only only course of action, you know?
1: Yeah, I, I don't like it. I It's it's, <laughs> dumb. it's not there's no sense to it. Like this isn't something Tyrion would ever bring to the table. I don't think, you know?
0: Well, again, I think Tyrion's whole thing is I don't want this war to continue like it is because of the of budget. I want people to work together and maybe hopefully figure something out. While everyone else is uh, occupied fighting in the north, yeah, that's what I think his thinking was. Not that it was a genius plan, but
1: yeah, yeah, I don't know. it will be interesting to see where things go. I'm trying to figure out how how Cersei could use the White Walkers against
0: like, well, that's the side, you know. I mean, she- that's what I think is going to happen too. And I actually predicted. Uh, I don't know if it's ultimately going to happen because of the whole Valenquar prophecy but i i predicted that cersei is going to be the last one standing at the end of all of this um because i think she i think after the battle with uh the white walkers i think there's going to only going to be a few left and i think that's when she's going to strike while while uh, everyone's wiped
1: out it would be uh it would be pretty poetic though to have her like sitting on the iron throne at the very at, like last episode last minute with the white walkers just banging on the walls like and she's just sitting there alone and she's like the last one that would be pretty cool.
0: Oh, you know, she, well she she'll uh drink the poison like she was going to when uh, she thought Stannis took King's Landing. There you go. In this uh second season, I guess.
1: That would be poetic. I would I wouldn't mind it ending like that and then it would just this whole uh song of ice and fire would be a commentary on environment global warming. I hate hearing that. <laughs> Have people tried to make that connection?
0: Cause I was oh, yeah. just kidding.
1: I was joking. That's oh funny.
0: no, it's, and, uh, but George R. I, I actually talked to my wife about this. George R. R. Martin has the same feeling about allegory that Tolkien did. He said, what if he that? wanted to write something about, about uh, climate change, he would write something about climate change nice, and not mask answer. it with this huge story. Yeah. It's like, you know, obviously your life you know, stuff that goes on in your life filters into these writings uh, and finds its way in without you realizing it. But he said it's not a commentary on environmentalism, climate change, which is the same thing Tolkien said about World War <clears> Two <throat> or World War One whatever, whatever it was.
1: Just um, before we wrap up, what do you think of the the whole hacks and the leaks and everything? I, I was just reading that the hackers want six point five million in Bitcoin from HBO really yeah
0: they're not gonna pay that i think i honestly think that they would have not maybe not considered it but would have it would have been more alarming if uh, like there hadn't been record numbers of people turning it tuning into game of thrones last week's episode yeah Uh, but it's not hurting ratings at all it's probably uh helping things you know
1: and i don't think that's their concern Uh, i think their concern is more of the personal emails that are included you know yeah things executives have said and stuff like that that could actually harm the company as opposed to you know the, sure. the content leaks is probably not a big deal like if i'm sitting at at the big round table at hbo and we're trying to figure out what to do i'd just be like screw them you know let them release whatever yeah uh, you know we could do for a company overhaul
3: anyway
1: <laughs> i'm sure yeah. every company kind of feels that way so sure i don't know yeah i mean that cd project red did the same that did that they're just like "Eh, yeah you You know you're not getting any of our money but release what you want
3: yeah yeah
1: but at the very least i think this may and in general this happens with companies as they become more wise to how to prevent this kind of thing in the future so
0: yeah hopefully because i know some people were having it uh Spoiled for them, even if they didn't want it, you know, so you just you just got to be careful to look look out for spoilers.
1: And I know like working on the corporate level, we there were certain things that would passed around on a different set of. Um, I don't really know how to phrase it, like a different domain, essentially different email domain and stuff like that. Um, it was like randomized or something like that. It was really weird. And I think mm. that was for that reason. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? I don't have anything. Okay. Yeah. Looking, uh, looking forward to Sunday.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, it's the episode before last is typically the one where all the big things happen. So I think we can safely assume that that's going to be the case this with this season. And then uh, the season finale will be setting up things for the final season. So yep. that's usually how it works with Game of Thrones. So uh Yeah. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week. So welcome, Pyre spoiler discussion. Um now we recorded these out of order, but this will end up being after our Game of Thrones discussion. So uh Will is still here with us wanting to discuss Pyre. Absolutely. Uh, one thing before we get into like spoilers. I don't know about you guys, but for me, the game really changed—not to just launch right into it, but let's launch right into it. Uh, for me, the game really changed when you figure out, like it was—it was a cool game at first, but when you figure out what Sandalwood's plan for the rights actually is, that's when the game turned for me from being like a cool indie sports RPG to something greater. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, it felt—it felt like it gave you more meaning into what you were doing, and I've, you know for those that maybe aren't going to play the game, but want to know it's Sandalwood's plan. So the rights were to free people from the, their exile in the, in the downside and to put them back into the country called the Commonwealth. Uh, And Sandalwood's plan is to win the rights and send your team, so to speak, uh, back into the Commonwealth to start a revolution to overthrow the Commonwealth. Uh, So yeah, once I heard that plan, I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And just got super deep, super heavy real quick. So yeah, that was for me. That was when the game kind of took the next level.
2: So when you say that, are you talking about when he reveals the baseline to his plan, or when they go, "Oh, not everybody is going to be"? No, when he just first reveals the plan. Okay. No, Um, yeah, you're definitely right with that. But yeah, there is a point
0: after you've sent a few people back where Sandalwood realizes that this isn't going to last forever. We're not going to be able to get everyone. Back into the
2: Commonwealth, some people are just going to end up being stuck here, which is funny Sorry. because that's what that's what completely changed who I was sending. OK, because before I was sending a lot of the the players I didn't use okay. because like my team, like I used Headwind, Tizo, uh, Pamatha a lot and a couple others that I used a lot and I was like I want to keep these ones because I'm good with them I have a good rapport with how I have this team going I'm going to send them last because they're I'm dominant enough with them I think I can get through even if I have to go shorthanded I can do this but once I found out that not everybody was being sent I was like all right well now I'm sending all of the guys that I use so like at the end of the game like I ended up the ones that I was going to end up sending fourth because I didn't want to use them anymore. Ended up being the ones that I ended up keeping. Okay. Yeah. How did you approach it, Corey?
1: I approached it with the idea of the rebellion in mind. Like, who uh-huh. would be... No, no. So, initially, I approached it, uh, who's going to be most likely to make good on their promise to help the rest of us get out.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And my f- first candidate was sir gilman because he's all about honor okay uh and i thought that was that and he didn't it didn't seem like he had too much baggage going on back in the commonwealth Whereas yeah. a lot of he, other characters did
0: he chose to exile himself correct was he the right. one
2: that exiled himself he got
1: I, he, Go
2: he got exiled because of sir deluge or whatever okay um, he did nothing. He was actually like the only character that literally did nothing to get exiled. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure That's he chose right. to go into exile, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so I started with him, and then after him, I just stuck with the original team.
0: That's who I sent back first, too. I yeah. was the
1: originals: uh, Jodariel, uh, yeah. Rookie, yep. and Hedwin.
2: Okay, I did Rookie, Hedwin,
0: and Jodariel. One, two, th- one, two, three.
2: That's, uh, okay, so I did Joe Dario, Rookie, and then I think head win. Okay, so we did the same three pretty quick. My fourth one was Shay, who I ended up naming Shay, the
0: character that you could name
1: the Moonchild for me. May May. I okay. named her Fay. Oh, so we all
0: picked something different.
2: I
1: like
0: that. Nice.
2: So Fay okay. actually was the one that I left behind. Okay. And you want to know? And it's funny because at the end of the game, they go through the oh, yeah. the biographies of what ended up happening with everybody. And that reasoning that they actually gave in that was actually my thought process to why I left her behind. Um, kind of because like she was already had nothing up in the Commonwealth. Yeah, she barely uh, remembered it, right? Barely remembered it. Like her story of why she got banished was because she was a moon child. Yeah. So they banished her because of that. And, like, she ended up making family down in the downside. Uh, okay. And she, liked, uh made good friends with uh, Almer and the fate. So uh-huh. I was like, I think she can make do down here. Yeah. So she was one of the ones I actually ended up keeping. Did all, did everyone have a successful revolution? Yes, I did.
1: Yeah, but it said mine was a violent revolution. Was there a way to have a peaceful
2: Mine was, yeah my, mine was peaceful yeah mine was peaceful too
1: mine was violent <laughs> oh.
0: okay what so the reason why i wanted to play play the game immediately after i finished was because i want to win all the rights except for the ones where you send people back and i want to see what happens what if you win all the rights but the liberation right if you lose the liberation right and don't end up sending anyone back to to commonwealth like what well, how that how that changes the, the ending and even the events like leading up towards the end of the game, because you talked about it last week, Corey, but the the uh, PR like announcer type person starts to turn on on the night wings and the reader uh, towards the end. But that's yep. because the country is starting to fall apart mm-hmm. and he knows you're responsible for it. So I wonder if that changes how he reacts to you. You know, or or if he even will notice that, you know, you're actually losing liberation rights so that the Commonwealth doesn't get overthrown. If that factors into into the game, you know.
1: Oh, so I wonder if um, part of the reason that happened to me, too, was because my I failed the first liberation, right? I lost. Yes.
0: So your percentage chance might not have been high enough to have a peaceful.
1: So, I, it, well, yeah, and I didn't get to send as many people back as you guys did. Well, you said you only left only one person stayed.
2: Uh, it was Faye, and then Big Bertude.
1: I feel like I had like four or five people stay back.
2: Yeah, like I did. Joe Dario, Head, or Rookie, Hedwin, then Tizo, Sir Gilman, Permita, or Pamitha, Sir Gilman. I think I said Sir Gilman. All right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I only had two people who didn't make it because my last one was between uh, Volfred, and then he, I won that one. And then I had the choice of me, him, or all our latch or whatever his name was. Olar, and, I, yeah. and I picked to send Volfred through. Yeah. yeah
0: I, I, how I how did him. you? How did you? OK, you picked your guy to go back.
1: No, I sent Volfred. Oh,
0: OK. Um, because when when I was left with that choice, I, I picked. Uh, so I had for, for my final three, I had um, Sandalwood, Vol- Volford, mm-hmm. uh, Sir Gilman. And Bertrude were my more my final three characters that I didn't send off into the into the Commonwealth. Uh, and I picked Sir Gilman to go as my last character. I was going to keep Bertrude and and Volfred Sandalwood back. But Sir Gilman said, I don't want to go. I want you to go. So I ended up set, picking myself to go back up into the Commonwealth.
2: You selfish don't piece bring. of garbage. <laughs> he wanted me to. That was his wish. So that he's, he's <laughs> That's too strange. good, he's too nice for his own good, Dan. I know I took Somebody advantage of him. said that to I wanted, me too. I wanted to see the Commonwealth. Volfred said it to me. Yeah,
1: or no? He said, you know, maybe I was there an opportunity to send Volfred back before that. You could send him before, yeah. Okay, because I think I sent him before. The last person I sent was the Harpy Girl. Oh, Pamatha. Pamatha. and she said the same thing, and but I was like, no, 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 you go, you go. Fix your family, or whatever her issue was.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah. Good stuff.
1: Well, and I also based some of my decision making on who seems okay in the downside.
2: Yeah. Like, so May. Fine.
1: Yeah. May would be another one. You know, she never was dying yeah. to get out, right? She was just, she always thought she was just kind of weird.
2: Yeah. I actually kind of felt bad for her because she was really close with Tizo, yeah. Uh And when I sent. Tizo she was actually really bummed out and actually when I got the, the message back from the messenger imp and they said Tizo actually had a really tough time acclimating to life in the Commonwealth I kind of felt really guilty because I was like yeah. ooh like I took him away yeah
0: see I, I sent Shay and they, they linked up quite a bit because Shay became like a, uh, almost like a religious leader I guess uh, and they interacted a lot at the after the game ended
2: Yeah. Which is cool that they, like, she ended up, she was, like, the, like, kind of a little bit like a deity. Like, that's what she was, like, the character that she was supposed to be because, like, she felt like the scribes had picked her to, yeah. For everything. You know what I mean? Sort of. It's hard to explain, but, like, that's kind of what she, she was, like, the religious character in there. Yeah.
0: But. It's good stuff. Brilliant game.
2: I do want to. I do want to say, I read actually a really cool article. I think, I don't remember where it was, but they talked to one of the developers of the game, uh, and they were talking about how, like, I didn't know this was even in the game until I read it, but you could restart a right a if you were losing.
3: Uh-huh.
2: Um, so one of the daughters of the developer was playing the game uh, early before it came out, and she was on the last boss, and she kept losing and losing and losing, and she was getting really frustrated, so she kept kind of restarting it. Uh, until she won. And then she was posed with the choice of sending, I think, I don't remember who on her team was, the one that she put forth to be liberated, but when Olerlech, is that how it's pronounced? Olerlech. Olerlech, thank you. Olerlech. That's how I was saying it. So like when she got the choice to do it, she felt guilty that she kept restarting the game. So she ended up sending Oralek because not only did he get cheated out of being liberated before she kept cheating him uh-huh. out of being liberated again. Cause so she, she kept like it kept replaying it and restarting. So she felt really guilty. So she sent him to be the one to be. That's nice. interesting. And I don't like reading his, uh, his thing after the game. Like he like killed himself and I felt yeah. so guilty. Jeez. Yeah, he uh-huh. I guess he jumped down into the water and and drowned himself or something like that. I was like, "Oh my yep. god. That's horrible." <laughs> I felt I felt so bad. Hmm. So the game like that did a lot of really like did an awesome job with the decision making because it was not easy some of the time like picking in who you wanted to be the ones to, you know, do the revolution on top of like feeling bad for some of the other uh the other groups like, man. Yeah. Yeah,
0: like I said, I think I'm definitely going to do another playthrough of this game, and I think what I'll do this time is just lose the liberation right every time and just just to see what happens. So I don't send anyone back to start the start the revolution and see if it.
2: How did it you guys lose
1: any rights?
2: No, I won I them went, all. Yeah, I won 26 eights. and 0.
1: 26 and now I don't even think I played 26 of them. I wonder. Crazy. I think I finished the game with like six mm-hmm. losses.
2: I wonder if you had less if you lost any. Like, less chances to, like, send people.
1: That could be. Because it got to the point where I would, uh, the Liberation's right rights were fast and furious. Like, I'd do one match, and then the next one was the Liberation, right? One match. Yeah.
2: Right. I think towards, towards the, the end. end. Yeah, towards the end. Like, I think I had maybe one or two where I was like, all right, you played one match, Liberation, right? Yeah. The last gotta- one before the last one before the final
0: liberation right the other team didn't even show up i don't know if that happened for you guys
2: yeah that happened i was doing the the harpies okay they didn't they didn't even
1: we're not even gonna bother yeah deep
0: is deep
2: i also replayed um mandel you remember mandel he was the tree guy yeah I kept playing his team so I could whoop up on them because they were the ones I disliked the most. Uh-huh. So I like would try and destroy them. But actually, I was a little nervous towards the end because Volfrid put the uh, the remnants back on to be part of the the rights, uh, and he didn't want Mandel to catch him because that could be bad for the revolution. So, like, every time I played them, I had to be really careful about not putting him in. And when I was picking my team, actually, they said in the dialogue that Mandel was actually watching over who I was picking and, like, preparing and stuff like that. So I had to tell him to scram. <laughs> it was kind of cool. Like, I didn't I was like, oh, God, am I going to get caught because I keep playing this same guy because I'm <laughs> being a jerk?
0: Yeah. It's good stuff, though. Oh, definitely. Lo- love that game. I told Corey last week it'll it'll end up being in my top five for
2: this year oh, without question. Me too. I think it's it's one of my favorite indie games that I've ever played. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, as of right now, definitely. But I don't know, man. It's going to be some tough company this year.
3: Mm,
2: I liked
0: it that much, though. I'd be shocked if I'd be, I'd be happy if it wasn't in my top five. That means there's f- four other games that were that much better than it.
1: Five other. Four yeah. other. Really? I just want, I just want some more pyre and uh, I want to, I want to be in that universe some more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely want to replay it.
1: Okay. Any other thoughts? No.
0: No. All right. Uh, Well, yeah. Thanks for joining us and uh, we'll see you next week.